You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM, WTGZ, Tuskegee, Auburn, and AM620 WTRP, LaGrange. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Good afternoon, Auburn. Welcome into Sports Call here today on this Monday. Coming to you live from our studios here on South College Street. My name is J.J. Jackson. On the program with me today, I've got my good buddies Brant Daughtry and Cam Berry. What an exciting weekend it was in the sports world. A lot of action going on. Playoffs at the NBA and NHL level. We saw the Auburn baseball season come to a close as they get set for the SEC tournament. We saw the Auburn softball team season conclude in Clemson, South Carolina, the regional that took place there. Myself and Britt Bowen on the call all weekend long and greatly enjoyed our time doing that. Uh, and the season comes to a close for Mickey Dean and the Auburn Tigers. And like I said, Auburn baseball gets set for the SEC tournament starting tomorrow. We've got more things to discuss. A PGA Championship victory for Justin Thomas. A major come-from-behind win. One of the largest comebacks in the history of the sport, which was pretty remarkable to watch. The Braves take two out of three over the Marlins. I mean, we've got a lot to get into on today's show. Our buddy Eric McDade, State Farm, will stop by. We'll cover the bases with him beginning at 4.30 on the program. We'll have a nightly TV guide and best and worst of the weekend. So a lot of things that we're going to do here on Auburn's First and Auburn's Favorite Sports Talk Show. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? We are doing fantastic. It Very is a well. beautiful Monday. Uh, oh, yeah. I turn 24 tomorrow, which yeah. is concerning. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, sure, something like that. Uh, it is the golden year, 24 on the 24th. Um, but yeah, That's so it, dope. It, it, it is. It sure. It's cool. <laughs> I hope. Um, but yeah, I'm feeling really good. Like you, like you mentioned, a lot, of, a lot went on. Uh, sad to see Auburn softball come to an end. Um, they, I've always paid attention to every Auburn sport that I could, but softball always, I'll admit it, it, it kind of took a backseat to other sports, but now that I'm, uh, actually in Auburn and, and working in a capacity with, uh, with Auburn softball and you guys and with, with you and Brent on that broadcast, uh, being the, the board op for that game, there was, you know, I've done that a lot this year and I've gotten to know this Auburn softball team a lot. And so seeing their season come to an end. Uh, hit me pretty hard, um, uh, but excited to see where this team goes. I think yeah. they're only going to get better from here. Um, Mickey Dean just signed a, a whale of an extension, uh, and, and I think I think he's going to see that through. I think there's bright days ahead for Auburn softball. Uh, NBA playoffs, yeah, they happened. Uh, a lot of blowouts, more blowouts than are typical for yeah. for a uh, for for the conference finals. Um, the Warriors look unstoppable right now, uh, and that's kind of my takeaway from all that. Deja vu. We've seen that before. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, And that's fine by me because I picked them to represent the Western Conference. We're all about those monthly predictions. In our monthly predictions, heck yeah, man. We we win things for winning those. Yeah. Um, 
Except we don't. That's the joke. Um, but yeah, feeling really good. Happy to be here. Cam, how are you? Doing great. Doing great. Had a great weekend. Spent some time in Birmingham with my girlfriend, uh, hanging out with her. Um, watched a little bit of basketball. The the good thing is that those first few games, you're right, Rand, they were throw, um, blowouts. Uh, it seems as though it's kind of starting to uh, be pulled back in a little bit. The Warriors having a couple of uh, come-from-behind wins. Um, Steph playing out of his mind. Andrew Wiggins playing some really, really good basketball uh, for the Warriors. Um got um you know also unfortunate that uh, auburn softball season did end um very sad to see that also uh auburn baseball wasn't able to get that four seed that yeah. was definitely something that was uh unfortunate as well um so they'll be playing kentucky if i if i recall correctly just played them in a three-game yep. series and, and now they play kentucky series. tomorrow yeah. play kentucky tomorrow so uh definitely unfortunate that they couldn't lock down that double bye for the uh for the four seed but uh, hopefully they'll ride that and um, you know try to try to maybe win the SEC tournament or something like yeah. that. Yeah, weather permitting, of course, weather is going to be in Hoover, and uh, it's a tradition unlike any other. They say that's the Masters, but we joke here in the biz, in the broadcast world, and in the Southeastern Conference, there has never been an SEC tournament in Hoover that you haven't had rainouts take place. And the weeks just get crazy long. Auburn set to be the last game of the day tomorrow. They already set up the SEC tournament for some games to throw a first pitch at 9.30 a.m. local time. Waking up, breakfast baseball for the SEC tournament. And then with rain coming through the state this week, like it does every single year around SEC baseball tournament time, it's going to make things very chaotic. But of course... With uh, us being the flagship for the Auburn Sports Network and Auburn Sports Properties here in Lee County in Auburn and Opelika, you can listen to Andy Bertram and Brad Law on the call for Auburn Baseball starting tomorrow night on FM Talk 93.9. Got our buddy Tom Peavy here in the studio here with us. Hey, Tom, how are you? How was your weekend? Uh, Weekend's great, and uh, I'm like scramble mode to get in here. Just went and purchased a new television because my television, the screen just decided to go out yeah um went out turned it back on it was kind of working it had a bunch of lines in it and then it completely went out again so uh made a visit to uh the old trusty best buy and have a new tv but then i just had to get our buddy ryan lavoy to get help me get it out of my truck and into the studio because i'm afraid it's going to rain outside (laughs) It, it looks like it could it looks like it could open up at any moment sure and last thing i want is a nice big yeah, LED right. TV <sighs> in the back of my truck getting rained yeah. on. So uh, that would be tragic. You so made a good decision. So then. it's now safe, yeah, yeah, yeah. safe and sound inside the studio as long as uh, somebody else decides they don't want it more than me. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, weekend was fine. Uh, yeah, disappointed. Disappointed with Auburn baseball that they were not able to to win that series. It would a, a very winnable series over Kentucky. Yeah, and then the Sunday game. Uh, Joseph Gonzalez was on his game. He had his good stuff going. And then Mother Nature came in and put a halt to it. There was the weather delay, and out of the weather delay, Kentucky proceeds to bat around and get a substantial lead on Auburn that Auburn was never able to dig out of. So disappointing there. Uh, Disappointing uh, also with softball, as it was mentioned. Uh, The the Clemson game, you you win the first game over uh, Louisiana. The game against Clemson, you're at their home place, and and Clemson's been playing really great ball this year. So that was going to be tough, but – Disappointed that you weren't able to advance past Louisiana a second time. But uh, outside of that, there were some other great sports. The uh, The PGA Championship had an incredible ending. 
Uh, it, so I, much I, intrigue. I, I guess I guess it's an incredible ending, but it was also one of the biggest uh, choke jobs or blow ups that you could ever yeah. imagine on an 18th hole. A uh, guy goes in with a one stroke lead. All he needs to do is par the 18th hole, and he wins the major championship. And he double bogeys it. Doesn't even get into doesn't even get into the playoff. I mean, he 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 hacked him well himself out of the playoff. And uh, Justin Thomas ends up winning it in the uh, the the triple uh, aggregate playoff. So uh, very interesting there. And then last night in the NASCAR race, that was a crazy finish. Yes, it was the uh, All Star race. The All Star race in Texas. Uh, uh, I mean, Blaney's coming to the finish line. He's literally feet from the finish line about to win this thing, and they throw the caution. Yep. And so then they had to do the overtime, and now he, he just had a superior car. He was able to pull away from everybody, and he ended up winning it. But still, the fact was, he was feet. You were going to feel for him if he wasn't able to pull it off or, after or, being so or, close to winning. Yeah, if something happened, I mean, if, a, if he dropped an engine or a tire all of a sudden, he was literally feet from the finish line. The, the flag man had the checkered flag out. And then immediately grabbed the yellow because uh, somebody hit the wall back way back behind him. It would have been very controversial if it, if something had happened there, but uh, it, it still it ended up being a very intriguing finish there just because of that caution. I mean, when you say late caution, I mean you can't you can't get much later than that when he's just feet away from winning the race. So a lot of good stuff going on, a lot of stuff to talk about. 334-887-3401 or toll-free at one 9 tiger 9 if you want to call in and be a part of our program. As we go to the Auburn Bank phone line right now and joining us on the show... Matt from Tallahassee. Our buddy Matt has called into the program. Hi, Matt. Hey, JJ. Hi, Tom. Hello. What's up? I got a message for Brent. What's up, man? Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear friend. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank, thank you, buddy. Uh, thank, thank you, buddy. You. You're a day early, but uh, we certainly do appreciate it. We know you call on Monday, hey. so thank you for doing that. Hey, 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 uh, hi, Cam. Hey, how's it going? Fine. Hey, 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 uh, hey, Brent and Cam. What's up? What's going on? JJ owes us twenty dollars because softball loss and an Auburn baseball loss. Oh, I can I, use it. I'm I'm all about getting extra money. Yeah, right. JJ, write that down. <laughs> all right, I got it. I got it documented. Twenty bucks. Okay, hey, so, hey, uh, I want to talk about uh, all you guys' questions, and then um, I want to do some trivia. What do you guys think about most of the uh, the uh, Texas uh, offensive tackle? probably visiting Auburn, and then there's some other, like, your running back that might um, come to Auburn. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, it's seen a lot of, you know, Auburn is still trying to get guys on campus. Uh, I know the running back you're talking about, Jeremiah Cobb, uh, is a big guy, is a big name that uh, has Auburn in his top six right now. I don't know anything about a any particular tackle. I know that Auburn is going after uh, a ton of offensive linemen, uh, and they are trying to make the state of Texas kind of a pipeline, so... Uh, absolutely, I wouldn't be shocked to see a lot more guys come in. I know that there are a lot of guys that uh, have visited Auburn recently, and uh, I, you know, I think that's just going to pick up. So, hey, so have you guys heard about like uh, there was a uh, player from North Carolina? It it wasn't Kessler. I know Kessler went to North Carolina, but there's another player that just committed from uh, is transferring from North Carolina. Do you guys know if he's coming to Auburn or not? 
the only guy that I that I've seen transferring that has any connection with Auburn is uh, the kid who's transferring from Baylor, uh, and I can't remember his name. But Matthew he's, Mayer. Yeah, Matthew Mayer. Uh, Auburn has, I'm sure, been in contact with him, but I uh, don't know where he's going to end up going. Okay, and like, who's pitching for who's pitching for uh, who's pitching for Auburn tomorrow night against uh, Kentucky? Still yet to have made a decision on that. I'll check and see if Butch Thompson has said anything as Auburn gets set to open up the SEC tournament. So, so what do you guys think about the first game between Georgia and the Sorry Alabama? I mean, a lot of people are going to be watching it. Obviously, those two teams, anytime they go head to head, a lot of people want to watch it. So, I think it's going to be a fun game. Can Auburn still hold the regional? Oh yeah, Auburn could still. They're still in position. They need to keep winning, of course. Get a couple of wins at the SEC tournament, and they'll find out officially on uh, on Sunday whether or not they're going to be able to host a regional. But I, I do think they could do it. Do they help also host the super regional too? Uh, that I mean, I don't know that they'll get to top eight range, but uh, we'll have to wait and see officially. Well, I'm going to do some trivia. And we don't we don't have time for trivia today, so ask us one more question, and then uh, we'll do the cheer and get out of here. But unfortunately, we don't have time for trivia today. Have you guys heard about, like, is playing going to come back for basketball? And and then another thing is I heard that uh, Green Jr. signed a uh, an NI, NI, NIL or something like that. What do you guys think about that? And is Flanagan coming back for basketball? Yeah, uh, the, the reports right now are that Alan Flanagan was just going to the G League to uh... – to kind of see what he needed to work on and get some uh, get some run in with some guys that uh, he's never seen before. So, uh, Alan Flanagan is expected to come back. I would be absolutely shocked if he uh, decided to go to the NBA or transferred right now. Um, but uh, it, yeah, Wendell Green, uh, I'm sure he's got a couple of NIL deals right now. So, uh, I you know it, happy for him. Hope he can keep making money for sure. It's it's like an advice question, and then I do it here. Uh, what do you guys think about Fisher and uh, Nick Saban going back and forth and stuff? And, and why would they say that? <laughs> Are they going to be on probation? I I don't think they got reprimanded. I, there's not going to be any probation for them. Uh, the SEC uh, gave their official reprimand, and really, I mean, it it, it just kind of boils down to Nick Saban should not have said what he said, but then Jimbo Fisher's uh, stuff after that. Uh, I, I think he's full of it. So, I mean, I, I think it's two dudes that are just completely full of it and they're uh, just running their mouths too much. Well, Saban not said anything. Saban's full of it, too. Saban's said anything. Well, apparently yeah. so will Jimbo. We, uh, <laughs> let's do the cheer here. Five, four, three, two, one. War Eagle. Hey. Beat Bama. Bama, 48, 45. Booyah! Bama, we're coming to your field. We're gonna beat you. All right, buddy. Have a great week, Matt. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, Tom. All right, have All a right. good. Have That's a good our guy, Matt from Tallahassee, joining us there on the Auburn Bank phone line three three four eight eight seven thirty four zero one. Toll free at one triple eight nine tiger nine. Let's keep these phone calls coming in. Uh, we go back to the phone lines. Let's go to Mobile. Felix from Mobile has called into the program. Hello there. Hey, how you doing, JJ? How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Good, good. I um, I just want to kind of like uh, comment on the the saving and um, Jimbo Fisher thing. Um, one, um, <laughs> they said it's the motherfucking thing. 
and they're 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 kind of like um, I don't know. I mean, I guess um, for one, you, it's legal now. I mean, to, to not say purchase. I mean, you, you don't you don't say buy. You don't I mean you you didn't buy the players. I mean, I think Jimbo. You know, I think they got their words crossed, or or Saban didn't mean to say what he said, or whatever. But, uh, I'm not a I'm not an Alabama fan, nor am a Texas A&M Auburn fan, but I just think um, you know he, he put he stuck his foot in his mouth, and it's just that's just what it is. I mean, he just miscommented, or either he just I don't I don't know. I really don't know, but I know one thing: he's in hot water with all the the rest of the coaches. Well, I'm pretty sure they're pretty pissed off at him too. Yeah, he didn't make any friends from saying this for sure. No, no, not not at all. I mean, because I mean, I mean, one is kind of. I mean, it's still it's still not be spoken to, you know, spoke of like that. But I mean, everybody does it. I mean, I'm sure one way or another, behind closed doors, there's been deals made and whatnot, what have you. But now that it's out there, like you know, name image and likeness is, is more of a, I guess a. We will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. What, what do y'all think? Well, you know, I th- there's still a lot of confusion with when it comes to that name, image, likeness, and it's one thing NCAA has talked about getting ready to start trying to crack down on. The, the, name in, the name, image, likeness, or NIL deals are supposed to be used for a kid that is on campus and part of your program if he wants to cut a commercial, you know, or something like that. It is. It was not supposed to be, and it is illegal to entice kids to come to your university by using NIL deals. That is against the NCAA rules. So that's where the NCAA is going to have to figure out if they want to start cracking down on that or how they're going to crack down on it. So, yeah, I mean, there's still some things in that NIL that are against NCAA policy. And some of the things that Nick Saban was saying, accusing Jimbo Fisher of, would be using that to, quote-unquote, buy players, using NIL deals to... Uh, get a kid to sign with you, which is illegal still to do that. And that's what he was accusing Jimbo of. Now, of course, Jimbo says he's never done anything like that, but all you got to do is look at how many five stars they had at Texas A&M before NIL, and then he had seven. So that kind of makes you wonder. Yeah, well, I mean, you you, you have um, a, a real bad class last year, and then you have the first place class this year. Um, I, I don't know, kind of kind of fishy. <laughs> it, it raises some red flags. Yeah, after, it definitely raises red flags. Yeah, after an eight and five season too. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, but but nobody did anything wrong. Don't worry about that. Don't, don't look behind the closed door over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, but uh, I I just wanted to jump on that real fast and and speak about that because I thought that was kind of. Hilarious were like um was uh, one um you you I mean you're firing off on things that you know that everybody has their fingers into, you know what I mean? And yeah, there are still rules and I mean and the NCAA they're now trying to put the cover on something that they should have been done, you know, has the rules to, to from jump, but right. they neglected to do the down do to do that anyway. So I mean, whose fault is it? You know, from jump. I mean, it's you know, I don't know. I mean, it's just it's just hard to hard to take now that you can't you can't put the genie back in the bottle. That's what I'm trying to say. That's right, Felix. Look, we appreciate this phone call. It's good to hear from you. Give us a call again sometime, okay? Yeah, sure will. I'll enjoy your show too. First oh, call. Absolutely. Thank you so much. That's Felix from Mobile.
joining us there on the program. Good to hear from him. We like when the reach of Sports Call yeah. expands we a like, little bit. Yes, sir. We like the new voices. New voices are always good. Always good to get folks to call in and contribute to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Let's take a quick time out on the other side of this break. Wardam Steve joins us here on Sports Call. We need a timeout. Sports Call will be back after this quick break. This is Jake Crane, host of the J-Boy Show, and you are listening to the Abbey Award-winning Sports Call. Welcome back into the program. You're listening to Sports Call Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson inside the studio with Brant Daughtry and Cam Berry. Tom Peavy here with us as well. Sports Call can now be heard on Amazon Alexa devices. Open the Alexa app on your iPhone or Android. Tap the menu icon at the top left. Tap skills and games in the menu and search for Sports Call Auburn. Select the skill, then tap enable to use. You're done. All you have to do now is say, hey, Alexa, play Sports Call Auburn, and you're listening to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Brain, if you will, tell the good folks about the Sports Call Podcast. The Sports Call Podcast can be found on any one of the platforms that you listen to podcasts on. Uh, we have a list somewhere, but I'm not holding it, but just off the top of my head. Uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, where I listen to all of my stuff, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, TuneIn, um, I, give me another one. Give me another. All Google over the Play. Place. Google Play. Anywhere where you can find podcasts, you can find the Sports Call Podcast. If you want to listen to just interviews we do, you don't want to listen to the whole two-and-a-half-hour show, totally understandable. You can find just the interviews. Every single interview we do is put on there separately. So if we have Andy Burcham somewhere on the, later, sometime on later this week, uh, you can hear just our 20, 30-minute, 15-20-minute interview with just Andy Burcham instead of listening to the whole show if that's more your speed. Uh, you can find it anywhere. Please, if you do, go give us a rating. Five stars. If you're on Apple, please write the review. Because, yes, giving five stars helps us. But if you write the written review and give us five stars, pumps the numbers up. The we algorithm love loves it. The algorithm Boom. loves the words. Give them some words. All about the words. Yeah, Brand SoundCloud, plug. Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, the Tiger Communications website on our app. So many different places for you to be listening to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. All right, let's go back to the phone lines, 334-887-3401. Joining us now, Ward Dam Steve. Retired Ward Dam Steve is here with us on the show. Hi, Steve. Good afternoon, everybody, and a special welcome back to Mr. J.J. Jackson. Thank you so much, Steve. But uh, uh, Those are heartbreaker losses over the weekend with the softball team. Four to three and one to nothing. Yep. One-run losses, always killer. Very tough. But those errors, uh, they did us in. They did us in again. Yeah, huge costly error in the uh, in the Clemson game, of course, and then set Auburn back in that second game, too. Yeah. Um, Mr. Camberry, Sprint Daughtry, and Tom Peavy. That's What's right, up? sir. What's up? Not much. <laughs> Not I've much. been I... about your big TV now. Well, well, Daltry, I had the, I had the birthday tomorrow, right? Oh. Yes, sir. I'm turning 24 years old tomorrow. Ought to be 24 again. Uh, <laughs> well, I hope you're a lot smarter than I was because I was pretty stupid back then. Uh, I'm not. I'm not challenging anybody. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, if uh, if there were a such such a thing as reincarnation, I tell you guys, I would love to come back and be a 
host for Sports Call Auburn. Uh, I would love to do it. It just seems like a way, way too much fun. Well, uh, having said that, guys, how about a War Damn Eagle shout-out to Mr. Sonny Deshara, co-SEC Player of the Year, right? Yeah, co-SEC Player of the Year and uh, one of the uh, semifinalists even for the National Player of the Year Award. So, yeah, right. big year for him. Mr. Burkhalter is also a uh, second-team uh, player and also said he is also a uh, defensive player. Uh, is that correct? Uh, I, I saw I saw uh, the SEC uh, the all the all team. the what now? It says all defensive oh, team. all defensive and team. All SEC is second team. Yeah. Okay. See, I saw Sonny uh, Deshar and uh, um, uh, Joseph Gonzalez both were first team all SEC, and I didn't see the other uh, teams if there were Auburn guys on there. Yeah, Blake Burkhalter got second team all SEC, okay. and Blake Rambush got third team all SEC. Okay. Oh, Blake Rambush. Okay. All right. Now, guys, um, I did not know this, and uh, tell me if this is uh, correct. Uh, this comes from Auburn Two Four Seven Sports. But it says here that Sonny Deshara becomes only the third Auburn player. This struck me to be named the SEC Player of the Year ever. Yep. Joining Tim Hudson and Hunter Morris. Are you telling me that Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt, never made SEC Player of the Year? I guess not. Yeah. How or, is that? Well, or Greg Olson? Yeah. I mean that. But, that's the thing. Auburn, right now, Auburn, Auburn's had some stellar players come through. But yeah, I mean guys like uh, Frank Thomas and Greg Olson. You would have thought that they would have also been, been played a year. But yeah, yeah, they were. I guess they were not. I don't know who won it in those years. Wow, uh, that's. Uh, I find that just a uh, uh, incredulous. All right, moving on, guys. Uh, your previous caller there from uh, Mobile. Uh, if we can't, if you haven't already seen it, I encourage you. Whether you're an Alabama fan, an M fan or an Auburn fan, or just an SC fan, to uh, go to, uh, I guess it's uh, YouTube. Anyway, I caught it, uh, the SEC Shorts. Have you seen the recent one? Yes, I have. And to, if I if I can go back to your last question and answer uh, why Frank Thomas and Greg Olson never got the award, the award was yeah. first given out in 1993. Oh. So that's why those guys did not win it. Okay, so now we know. There you go. Okay, so who has seen the SEC shorts, the, the most current one? I have. It's, I, pre- it's I have pretty good. It. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It's funny. Yeah, I, I, I've had to uh, rewind and listen to it and watch it about four or five times. So you know what it's about. And uh, I love – whoever these writers are, they are really creative. So uh, you know, Brent, uh, uh, the gist of it is uh, that lady, uh, I don't know who she is. I think, I think she's uh, supposed to represent the SEC, and she's right, sitting same. down uh, Saban and Jimbo for a, a little a – little, a talking to. <laughs> right. They're being portrayed as, uh, uh, I guess, uh, uh, elementary school kids. <laughs> and she tells us, uh, you know, this really needs to stop. And, you know, of course, the person wearing the A&M shirt turns to uh, the uh, character playing Saban and says, he started it. And then Saban says, no, 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 you did it. You started paying players. You said, well, you've been doing it too. Yeah. And so they go back and forth. And it finally ends up with uh, the the uh, character playing, uh, I guess, Sankey, telling them, look, you not embarrass me when it comes to SEC media days, right? You're going to promise me? And then she tells them to hug each other, right, Brent? Yeah. Yeah, makes and them hug it out. Thing, the A&M character says that they're hugging each other when they let go? I can't remember. Remind us. He looks at the guy playing the big save and says, somebody should have slapped you when you oh, were a kid. Yeah. <laughs> and they start so, fighting again. 
Yeah, uh, I thought that was hilarious of the SEC short people. Oh, yeah. All right, funny. moving on, guys. Uh, what's the weather forecast look like for tomorrow night's game uh, with Kentucky? I, I Just a lot of rain in the area. Yeah, I, don't I was going to say just general rain in the there's area. There's going to be rain throughout the state all week long. So uh, will they postpone it, reschedule it early in the morning? Do you know what the For the Auburn game is? in particular, we've been told there will be a decision made by 3 p.m. Central time because they'll have an idea of what has happened with the games prior in that day. Okay, all right. And, guys, you know, I don't even know why we even lost. Uh, we, we should have won the series. But uh, you think uh, this is going to be a revenge game for us? Are we going to be hyper-motivated for us? Or, uh, Kentucky is not that great, although they did win. I, I actually know they won two out of three uh, with uh, Tennessee. Yeah. Now, t- Kentucky is sneaky dangerous. Um, you know, they, yeah, they took a series from Tennessee, which nobody else was able to do, but then they turned around and lost a series to South Carolina, but then they took a series from Auburn. So j- you don't know what Kentucky's what Kentucky team's going to show up. Now, as far as revenge games and things like this, I, I am just one of those that you can sit there. Most of that type of hype is going to be pregame, and, I mean, a lot of that's going to be fans and media hyping that up. Once that ball is thrown on that first pitch, it just becomes the game. It's not really right. a revenge factor because you can sit there and say that Auburn's uber-motivated, but you can say that Kentucky's uber-motivated. Uh, so it, ultimately it just comes down to playing the game and, and all that kind of other uh, stuff really kind of goes away and it just becomes the game in between the lines and that's where you have to focus and that's where you have to take care of business. Well, who does this game matter to more? Us or Kentucky? I, I, it, it matters equally to both. That, that's what I'm saying. The the the, the kind of hype that people build up of oh well it means more for this team or no it means it means equally as much to both teams because it is a game they both want to win. So therefore, it's equal. It, it is of equal importance because it's the SEC championship. It means you move on. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, you, you you can't sit there and convince me that it means more for one team than it does the other. I, I just don't buy that. Okay, fair enough, because I, I really don't know. Uh, moving on, how about our women's golf team? I see that they were, they're in fifth place right now. Uh, so that's, that's I think that's darn good. Uh, you agree, guys? Yeah, oh, yeah. They're, uh, they're still good. Uh, the men's team still also in it, I believe. Um, so you've got both golf teams. uh Postseason play this time do, of year is yeah. important. But uh, yeah, the women are uh, the women have done some pretty remarkable things because they they were they found themselves way back and then they came charging on strong and so yeah they're 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 right there in the mix for it. Well, what's the best our, our women's team has ever done in golf? Do you know, guys? Oh, uh, off the top of my head, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. know I'd have to dig into that and research it. Okay, all right. Moving on, guys. Uh, I see that seven out of ten, I guess, so-called sports pundits or um, I guess people like Sports Illustrated, ESPN, uh, seven out of those ten uh, sports organizations have prognosticated that Mr. Jabari Smith will be the first round, uh, first uh, pick. Uh, yeah. And then the other three had him, I think one uh, website had him as a third, and the other one had him as a second. So that, that sounds like uh, these people are feeling pretty confident, seven out of ten, that he will be the, uh, the first pick. You guys heard anything differently or read anything differently? No, uh, yeah. I, 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 the only thing I've seen is one, two, or three. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, but most folks are seeing one, but it could be one, it could be two, it could be three. But I haven't yeah, well, seen yeah. I haven't seen anything that has him any higher than that. It, yeah. Pretty much everything has either been one, two, or three. Yeah, uh, I just happened to uh, have seen when it came up on Auburn 247 Sports that Jabari Smith has been picked uh, number one, uh, the first exact pick of seven out of ten prognosticators from the different, uh, yeah, post-lottery projections. Uh, favorite Jabari Smith for number one overall pick by, this is by Nathan King. He's yeah. in a good so, spot. Uh, if you're a number one pick, guys, right now, what kind of money does that mean for Jabari? A lot. What's <laughs> <laughs> a lot, guys? Uh, it changes every year. Yeah, Once we get closer to the draft, they'll have better slot evaluations for those picks. But he's definitely looking at multi, multi, multi million dollars out of the gates. I mean, he'll get money right away, cash in hand, for yep. not even playing a million uh, uh, getting on the court. What kind of money are we talking about? Five million? Um, he should get a signing bonus. And, you know, like JJ said, it changes every year. Just market value different numbers well, one, like that. the first thing that needs to happen is this nba season has to come to a close you've got to have yeah. the end of the nba finals take place so that the league can start a brand new fiscal year and they can look at where their salary cap is going to go and that sort of thing that's why it's so hard to sort of sit here and speculate how much money he's going to make but yes it's greater than five million so that's up to orlando magic if they pick him right yes and he'll be joining another auburn player right Chuma Okiki over there, yes. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope he. Uh, now, when does it start? When? Uh, when do we be? Uh, the end of June will be the. The end of June will be the draft. The end of June. Okay. All right, guys. I'm gonna end this with a fun, uh, kind of, I guess, uh, question for you. Perfect. Go for it. What What are the three things uh, that uh, you don't ask people? What are the three questions you don't ask people? Uh. There ever because I I know like in a bar you're never supposed to talk about politics or religion. <laughs> yeah right. Okay, so here they are. This comes from a website called the Real NCA Talk. So you never ask a woman her age. Yep. You never ask a man his salary. And finally, Alabama fans, you never ask them how they. Re- how they recruited players before the NIL. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty clever. Now, I guess that can also be applied to now Mr. Uh, Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M, right? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And with that, gentlemen, I thank you for your time as always. And uh, I know my time is way, way up. Ms. J.J. Jackson, welcome back. Thank you, sir. And Mr. Brent Daughtry, you're going to be a really, really 24-year-old uh, person tomorrow, huh? Yeah, yep, yep, exactly okay. that. At uh, about well, about two o'clock or well, one I, o'clock I here. You, you you'll be in rare uh, form uh, for tomorrow's uh, uh, broadcast show. Okay, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> All right. So until then, guys, have a safe evening and uh, War Eagle, guys. All right, War, War Eagle. Eagle. Our buddy retired War Dam Steve joining us there on the program. So just for an example on what he's asking, Cade Cunningham. Last year, he signed a four-year, $45,599,089 contract with the Pistons, including $45,599,000 guaranteed at an annual salary of $11,399,772. A lot of money. That was what the first overall pick got last year. A lot of money. Let's take a break. We're back to wrap up hour number one, celebrate some birthdays in sports and more after this on Sports Call. J.J. Jackson and the guys want to hear from you. 
Give them a call to join Sports Call at 334-887-3401. I'm Sammy Coates, former Auburn football player and all-SEC wide receiver, and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back in a sports call here on this Monday afternoon. Brant Daughtry, Tom Peavy, Cam Barry, JJ Jackson stepping outside for just a second. We've got about 10 minutes left in the hour. We haven't done this yet today. It's time for today's birthdays in sports. Birthdays in sports coming to you on this May 23rd. How about you quiet down this Third time's the charm. There, there we, we go. go. Figured it out. <laughs> anyway, May 23rd birthdays. Aaron Donald is turning 31 today. He's the defensive tackle for the Los Angeles Rams. Selected 13th overall in the 2014 NFL Draft by the Rams out of Pitt. He's a Super Bowl 56 champion. Three-time NFL Defense Player of the Year. 2014 NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. Seven-time first-team All-Pro. Eight-time Pro Bowler. 2014 PFWA All-Rookie Team. Member of the NFL's 2010's All-Decade Team at Pitt. Donald was the 2013 ACC Defense Player of the Year, 2013 Chuck Bednarik Award winner, 2013 Lombardi Award winner, 2013 Outland Trophy Award winner, and 2013 Unanimous All-American. There is nobody scary, yeah. scarier in the entire NFL than Aaron yeah, Donald. Yeah, I would absolutely hate being an offensive lineman going yeah. against him. Aaron Donald is about 6'5", 330, and looks like he's built out of concrete. Shoot, not even the crazy part about it, he's not even 6'5". He's not. Is he not? No, he's about 6'1", 6'2". Yeah, defensive tackles can built be a little like bit shorter, but tank. still, it just like... 330 pounds and just like, I don't know, like 10% body fat. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a freak, man. He's crazy. He's a freak. Moving on, Jackson Hayes is turning 22 today. There's an NBA player who's younger than me. Yikes. <laughs> current center for the New Orleans Pelicans. J.J. Jackson rejoins us. Is the current center for the New Orleans Pelicans. Selected 8th overall in the 2019 NBA draft by the Pelicans out of Texas. He was a 2019 second team All-Big 12, 2019 Big 12 Freshman of the Year, and 2019 Big 12 All-Defensive Team. Hasn't really gotten his feet under him in the NBA yet, feels like, but uh, has a future. Yeah, Hurt a, a little sol- bit to yeah. start and his career. He's got a solid role with the Pelicans, though. He's not. He gets playing time. He gets solid minutes. Very got bouncy. It. Yeah, yeah, very bouncy. <laughs> Bounce, bouncy. That's what I wish they described me as. Yeah, yeah. I've, not I've, quite there yet. I'm a lot of things. Bouncy is not one of them. <laughs> Rod Thorne. It's a heck of a name. Turning 81 today is a former NBA guard. Selected in second overall in the 1963 draft. By the Baltimore Bullets out of the West Virginia, go Mountaineers. The 1964 NBA All-Rookie First Team also played for the Detroit Pistons, St. Louis Hawks, and Seattle Supersonics. He's the 2002 NBA Executive of the Year. And while he was at West Virginia, he was a two-time consensus second team All-American and 1962 SoCon Player of the Year. And his number 44 is retired by the Mountaineers. Very good. Happy birthday, Rod Thorne. Happy birthday, Rod Thorne. I've never heard of you, but you were apparently a baller. Rounding out the order today is Buck Showalter. He's turning 66. He's a manager for the New York Mets. He was three-time AL Manager of the Year. Previously managed the New York Yankees, Arizona Diamondbacks, Texas Rangers, and Baltimore Orioles. Sworn enemies of the Atlanta Braves, but happy birthday anyway. We've known Buck Showalter for a long time in the baseball world, and uh, he's been a really successful manager at a number of different places. He's got an energetic and lively personality. So, yeah, indeed. Happy birthday to all the folks out there celebrating a birthday 
here on May yeah. 23rd. Whether you're Buck Showalter or, you know, somebody that we didn't name. Yes. Happy birthday Buck, to you. Buck, if you're listening to this, please come on the show. Uh, Kate 99.9 FM each and every day. We've got our celebrity birthdays that we like to highlight. Yeah. I believe Drew Carey yeah. was one of the significant ones I saw today, uh, which I'm a big Drew Carey fan. Oh, did you watch uh, Whose Line Is It Price Anyway? Price is Right, Whose Line yeah. Is It Anyway? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Big time stuff there. This is weird. This is weird what we're doing. The seats have changed. Yeah, like yeah. you and I have swapped. I, mean, I I'm needed to step out chair. for a moment, and yeah. you've got the clock in front of you. So are we I doing do okay? Yeah, we've got about five. We've got a little little more than six minutes left in this hour. Okay, well, that's perfect. So, we've got, so I was hoping we could draw out how weird it is that I'm over here and you're over there. Yeah, or we could dive into something else. Or we could dive into like something else. Do. What do you have? We don't have any phone calls. We don't have any right calls. 334-887-3401. All of our sports call callers and guests join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years. You can visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information. Your partner, your neighbor, your friend, member FDIC, equal housing lender, Again, 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn Bank, our proud sponsor of the Sports Call phone line. J.J. Jackson here with Cam Berry, Brant Daughtry, and Tom Peavy. And uh, we've got Eric McDade State Farm set to join us here in just a little bit. We'll cover the bases with him. Best and worst of the weekend coming up and then a nightly TV guide at the very end of the show. You yeah. got something on your mind? Josh I, Donaldson's been suspended. Really? Did they yeah. really? They did. Yeah, for one for game. The, for oh. one game. For the oh, for the Tim Anderson stuff. Oh, Inappropriate comments. Yeah. yeah. Tim Anderson. Yeah. Interesting. This, Ryan Fields uh, tweet says Tim Johnson. It is Tim Anderson. A million well. percent. I know Ryan, Ryan is yeah. wrong Ryan. with his tweet. The God guy's name Ryan. is Tim Anderson. I, I guess the one game is because Major League Baseball felt like they had to do something. Yeah. See, I, so I I didn't see it. What happened? Oh, uh, all right. Well. What, what's his name? The Andrew, Tim, Anderson. Tim, Anderson. Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson. It's funny because it's an Auburn and Alabama thing, too. Oh, this is true. <laughs> um, so back previously, Tim Anderson had called himself, he felt like he referred to himself as a modern-day Jackie Robinson. Right. And apparently this has become kind of a thing in the major leagues with players kind of cracking on the dude about calling himself the modern-day Jackie Robinson. Well, in a previous game, he and Donaldson had gotten tied up. They they had gotten tied up in a in a slide, and they some people think that it's a carryover from that. But Josh Donaldson remarked and called him Jackie, hmm. and Anderson lost his mind, yeah, and then it turned into really making a racial racially motivated comment towards him. And of course, Donaldson was like. Listen, man, he's like, I didn't mean it in a racial way. He's like, you called yourself the modern day Jackie Robinson. I'm going to make fun of you for that. I'm making fun of you for that. I called you Jackie. Apparently, everybody in Major League Baseball is calling you Jackie now, and now you take this moment to get mad about it. Yeah. Right. And it's like, dude, come on. Very, yeah. That's that's it's a really... Very, it's a very interesting does, okay. way to how everything kind of unfolded. Why does he call himself the modern-day Jackie Robinson? What's the story I guess he had that? an interview about it a few years back where he said yeah. it. I'm not really sure. I've, I've never seen the interview but that's he's a very he, vocal player. Yeah, he right. flips his bat every time he hits yeah, home runs. Very, he's he's got right. a whole lot of moxie and swag when he's playing out there. I'm not surprised at all wrong with that. by no. the comments that he had. Uh, he's a hell of a player, the number one pick. He did not play high school baseball really? until his junior year of high school. Dang. And then he decided, yeah. I want to try out this baseball thing. Uh, from Hillcrest High School here in the state of Alabama, Turned did not play college baseball 
uh, here locally, did go to Mississippi to play JUCO ball, and then got drafted and played professional ball ever since. Uh, but, uh, no, it's it's kind of wild that Donaldson's been given that one-game suspension because uh, Anderson put himself in that position and then decided that, he I guess, his like feelings it. got hurt this yeah. time. He doesn't and like being made fun of for the dumb thing that he said. Yes. Yeah. Or, no, I won't say dumb, but weird. Certainly yeah. weird. But we're in a yeah. year in 2022 that you've got to be careful with every single thing that's that you true. say, yeah. and that's where we're at. And Especially when the, it's recorded or in the public sure. eye, much like we are right now. Well, and, and yeah, I agree. Donaldson's got to be careful you know what he says, but I mean that was. I feel not, like Donaldson also has kind of that. Um, he's brash. There, there, yeah, there's there's a book on uh, out on Josh Donaldson, and he's right. he's going to say what's on his mind. Uh, yeah, he he's very open. He's very brash, but that was not. And so, and I guess I I get I get upset because I like Josh Donaldson. I I yeah. think I think other than being, I mean, he's he's brash, he's cocky, and he's brash. But I I think he's good. He, he's good. Um, what I don't like seeing, and, and this is the problem that we run into a lot of times, in especially in media, the way that they portray it without getting the full story. And so you see the headlines, and it's, you know, Josh Donaldson uses racist remark towards player. And it's yeah, like, I just, but I, then when you read it, when you read He called the, him Jackie. I'm, what, yeah. I don't know that one, well, I'll be honest. You, yeah, <laughs> when, you, when you read the story and you get the context, it's like, okay, well, that's what's that about. But the headline that is all out there just Boom. Yeah, it's is definitely Josh Donaldson yeah. is a racist and made this racist him. comment towards his player, and it's like, ah, it's a little far. I mean, that's yeah, a big stretch like, in the context of what it was. No, I mean he didn't. He apparently said something that is widely said throughout Major yeah. League Baseball after the guy made those con uh, comments about himself. But so Major League Baseball suspending for a game. Like I said, I, I feel like Major League. They, I guess they just looked at it and they're like, listen, we can't just sit here and not do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And not, not the first pretend, one game of pretend, Josh Donaldson's career. Sure. But we can't sit there and go, we can't sit here and pretend like, okay, that, well, the guy got upset about this, so we got to do something. So we'll do a one game suspension instead of yeah. just saying nothing. Now, if, you know, if they had suspended him for multiple games, I think that would have been overboard. But I guess for one, it, it just, yeah, it feels like major leagues just, they got to do something. Yeah, for sure. So. That's a headline for you for the That's sports world today with uh, Major League Baseball making news and notes. The Chicago White Sox and the New York Yankees playing one another this past weekend. Fun series that was. Uh, and the Braves taking two out of three against the Miami Marlins. They yeah, open up a four-game series with the Phillies and then play the Marlins again next weekend. They'll see them again here very shortly. All right, the first hour of our show has come to a close in hour number two, covering the bases with Eric McDade State Farm. Still to come, best and worst of the weekend in the nightly TV guide. Alongside Cam Berry, Brant Daughtry, and Tom Peavy, my name is JJ Jackson. One hour in the books, and we're rolling. One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM, WTGZ, Tuskegee, Auburn, and AM620 WTRP, LaGrange. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. 
We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Second hour of Sports Call starts right now on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson inside the studio with Tom Peavy, Brant Daughtry, and Cam Barry. Hope that you're doing well. What a fun first hour of the program we had. A lot of phone calls in that hour. You could call us and chat with us at 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 888 tiger 9 to be on Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. We've got Eric McDade State Farm joining us here in just a little bit on the show. It'll be exciting to catch up with him and hear what he has to say as we cover the bases with Eric McDade State Farm. Again, if you want to be a part of the show, give us a call, 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 888 9 Auburn baseball, they will take on Kentucky in the SEC tournament tomorrow night, weather permitting, of course. And the Auburn softball season, unfortunately, came to a close at the Clemson Regional this past weekend. So uh, a lot happened over the weekend, a busy time of year as uh, guys were now in the summertime as uh, a lot of things are, are kind of slowing down. Of course, we've now been out of school for two weeks academically here at Auburn University. Now the city schools and Lee County Public Schools are getting close to their finish to the year. Uh, it, it's summertime. Is that okay with people? I love I, summer. I like I like summer. It's not my favorite season, but it's probably number two. What's number one for you? Fall. 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 Summer always. Summer number one. Probably because my my birthday's in the summer, but I, yeah, I love summer. That's fair. What about you, Tom? What's your number one season? Um, you like summertime? No. Too no. Hot. Too it's hot. too hot. I'm with you. It is, it is really. It hot. is very yeah. hot. If we could cool it off just a little bit, I think I'd be a bigger fan. Just chill by the pool. Well, I, I, I don't have a pool, Cam. You can find a pool. There are I, many pools there, around There are here. a lot of pools in Auburn. <laughs> when, when I was growing up, it was a lot harder to find a pool than it is right now. That's true. At, at this point in my life. That's true. But uh, when I was younger, you know, it didn't have a whole lot of pools. 887-3401, toll free at one 888 9 if you would like to call in and be a part of the show. A co- of course, with that being said, uh, knowing that we are getting into summertime, knowing that SEC Media Days will be here uh, before we know it, and that will kind of get you set for the kickoff, the start of the college football season. A lot of big topics are going to continue uh, for days at hand because, you know, it's the summertime here in radio, and so stories are extended over a couple of days. Yep. And, boy, we really had a big one last Thursday when Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher <laughs> kind of had a back and forth. Uh, you guys did a great job of covering that on Thursday's show. You have not been allowed to give your thoughts on that It was yet, just wild. It was really wild that all of that took place, uh, that uh, we had the coaches going back and forth. I know that Keith called in on Friday, and I do think the point that he was making – you know, the fact, the idea that, that Nick Saban did not specifically say that Texas A&M was cheating. I do think yeah. the context and he, everything. He didn't say they were breaking is rules. really important. Is really important. Yeah. It, the, the, the careful language by both guys is what really stands out to me is, the, is like Saban said that Jimbo bought players. He didn't ever say that he was breaking any rules. But Jimbo said, we didn't break any rules, but he never said we didn't buy any players. So the, the, um. the kind of tiptoeing around the main issue here is uh is pretty funny to me it was wild i mean it was just yeah. one of the we, yeah the whole thing's wild you and don't see that here's you the do thing not see that here's the thing jimbo went on uh like an exclusive talk show somewhere in college station uh they some 
some studio has an exclusive deal with him, and he kind of doubled down, and he said, Did he? "Yeah, he said uh, of of our eleven early enrollees, only one has a NIL deal, which I don't doubt, but I I think that <sighs> means that only one has signed a continuous yeah. contract. It doesn't yeah, mean that I'm he wasn't sure. paid. Yeah, and I'm sure there's like because, a verbal yeah. agreement already put in place for sure. And we've uh, we've talked ad nauseum about these collectives, <laughs> right. you know, and." The, the wealthy alumnus the wealthy alums and uh, boosters and stuff like that can funnel money through this corporation and just give it to these kids. They don't have to be a contract. Just say, hey, you sign your name on that dotted line and we'll wire whatever, you know. And it's all legal now. Again, we've got some beef between Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban. And uh, uh, that game's going to be so hyped, and Alabama's going to win by 30. Oh October gosh, 8th, Alabama's that game will take place. I want people to know, though, as soon as this happened the next day, Jimbo Fisher called a press conference. Here's what Jimbo Fisher had to say. Coach, uh, I'd like to respond to some comments made last night in Alabama. Uh, yes, I would. First of all, I'll say it's a shame that we have to do this. It's really despicable. It's despicable that somebody can say things about somebody and an organ. More importantly, 17-year-old kids. You're taking shots at 17-year-old kids and their families. That they broke state laws. That they're, that they're, they're all money. They're, we bought every player on this group. We never bought anybody. No rules were broken. Nothing was done wrong. It was all in the, and the way we do things, the ethics in which we do things. And these families, it's despicable that a reputable head coach could come out and say this when he doesn't get his way or things don't go his way. The narcissist in him doesn't allow those things to happen, and it's ridiculous But when, when he's not on top. And the parody in college football he's been talking about, go talk to coaches who coach for him. You'll find out all the parody. Go dig into wherever he's been. You can find out anything. And it's a shame that you got to sit here and defend 17-year-old kids and families and Texas A&M because we do things right. We're always going to do things right. But we're, not, we're always going to be here. We're doing a heck of a job. These coaches have done a great job. Our players have done a great job. The whole organization of recruiting people. It's despicable that we got to set at this level of ball and, and say these things to defend the people of this organization, the kids, 17-year-old kids and their families. It's amazing. Some people think they're God. Go dig into how God did his, his deal. You may find out about, about a guy that a lot of things you don't want to know. We built him up to be the czar of football. Go dig into his past or anybody that's ever coached with him. You can find out anything you want to find out, what he does and how he does it. And it's despicable. It really is. And it's a shame we have to sit up here and have this conversation about things we do. And it's it personal to us. Yes, it is. It's personal to A&M. It's personal to our players. It's personal to our coaches and everybody involved. And I know the guy. know him really well. It's amazing that we're allowed to do those things. It's really despicable. And I, and I hate it for our players who are coming here who did things the right way, have done things the right way, and will continue to do things the right way. I apologize to you that people insult you publicly the way they're doing it. And our fans, I, I, I apologize to you guys for people saying those things about Texas A&M. I promise you this, there are, no, there are no violations. There are nothing wrong. It's the second time we've had to do this with grown men who don't get their way and want to pout, throw a fit, and act up. Just go ask all the people who work for him. You'll know exactly what he's about. I always said this. My dad always told me this. When people show you who they are, believe them. He's showing you who he is. Questions? Uh, to the left, Olin. Uh, a couple of things, Jimbo. First of all, have you had any contact with Nick since? No. Uh, 
Oh, he's called. You just didn't take the call? Not going to. We're done. And uh, He shows you who he is. And then I just wanted to... He's the greatest ever, huh? And then I just wanted when to... you got all the advantages? Huh? It's easy. And I just wanted to uh, just put it point blank. So no players in your... You're saying that no players in There's the There's no, no re laws of anything any we ever promised, done, anything that goes against the laws of the state of Texas, and it's insulting to say a 17-year-old and his family broke laws. No. Jimbo Fisher on some NIL beef, or whatever you want to call it, with Alabama football head coach Nick Saban. Yeah, well... He felt the, very strong. Sure. But but my whole thing is don't, don't sit there. Jimbo is trying to play the moral high ground, but I don't think he can. You can't tell me that everything that they're doing at Texas A&M is on complete up and up right now because I, I don't believe I don't believe that for a second when it comes out of any major college football coach's mouth or really basketball or even baseball. Yeah. You have to play the game to get these guys. And, I mean, that has always been a known thing. How you go about doing it, I, you know, it, I guess it's, it's different. to be desired, yeah. There are definite red flags with the fact that A&M – we mentioned the season they had last year, which was not that great. You look at years previous and how many five-star guys they got before NIL, and it was very few and far between. NIL thing hits, and all of a sudden they get seven five-stars. They get the greatest they, signing class of all time. Right? Yeah, exactly. And so you're, you're trying to tell me that on the complete up and up, no issues, no problems, or not any problem, but uh, every you know, no issues, no against rules, no bending rules, no nothing. That all of a sudden, the best of the best decided. You know what? An eight and five program is where I is there. That's the one that's going to get it done. Not Georgia, not Alabama, not Ohio State, Texas A and M. That that's where it's at. I, it it throws up red flags, just just like. When Hugh Freeze was at Ole Miss. Now, Texas A&M is in a much better spot. It, it's more likely that A&M would get these guys. But, like, when Hugh Freeze would old, was at Ole Miss and they right. were getting the Kim Dice brothers and some of those, mm -hmm. uh, some of these, like, top-rated recruiting classes at Ole Miss, people were like, okay, wait a minute, something's up with that. that that's not right. Yeah. And it turned out there, yeah, we were correct. Yeah, there, there was something <laughs> yeah, going on. There was definitely right. something nefarious here. When A&M signed seven five-stars after not signing but like one or two for the last – it throws up red flags. Um, and so I don't agree with Jimbo taking the moral high ground. But Nick Saban also does not need to take the moral high ground because, as Jimbo said, you know, he, uh, he knows how Nick Saban got that program to where it is, and I think most everybody else knows how Nick Saban got that program to where it's at. And it's through some of the same avenues that Jimbo Fisher is doing right now. And so you can't sit there and take the moral high ground and accuse people of doing something that you have been doing for, for years and years and years. Um, and, and I will mention it again. When you, cut, when you start talking about the NIL, the, the, you know, a lot of people with the misunderstanding that, oh, well, it makes it legal for these things to happen. Well, no, not really. It makes it legal for a kid that is at Texas A&M to cut a, a car commercial and get right. paid for it. it. It allows the kid to have his number on a jersey and get paid for it. It allows his – Sign it, it right. sell it. Exactly. It allows his face to be on the cover of a video game yep. and get paid for that. 
But the NCAA strictly forbids this NIL deal to where you can sit there and go to a kid and go, hey, we will offer you a $3.5 million name, image, and likeness deal if you come to Texas A&M. We're, we're putting it right out there for you. If you sign with Texas A&M, then you will have a $3.5 million NIL deal with this company if you come to Texas yep. A&M. You can't do that. that. That is against the NCAA regulations. The NCAA is trying to now figure out how how can we police this? How can we stop this? Because that's what's happening. Now, we mentioned Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban, but Deion Sanders also brought into this at Jackson State because of uh, the Henry kid, number one player in the country. Yeah, oh, Hunter, Travis Hunter. A uh, Hunter. Um, Travis Hunter. I was thinking Travis Henry. Yeah, that's yeah. a whole different player. <laughs> um, Travis Hunter, number one player in the country, goes to Jackson State. Well, listen, that throws up red flags, too. The number one player in the country going to an HBCU, that doesn't happen. Let's get a phone call. 334-887-3401, toll free one 888 9 Luke from Alex City. Luke has called into the program. How's it going, Luke? Good. How are you guys doing? Very well. Thanks Good for good. asking. Um, you know, the one thing that I, I think Jimbo missed an opportunity here to actually just own it, just say, hey, yeah, that, that's, that's the way we interpret the rules because essentially that's what he skirted around sure. um, in his whole tirade. Yeah, I think I think the problem I think the problem with owning up to it right now is that the NCAA has said they're going to try and crack down on this, possibly retroactively. Well, and, and that's that is fair. I think then the NCAA, which frankly I blame the NCAA for all of this. Me too. Because their uh, their cowardice has made it so that nobody really does know the rules. Agreed. I do think I do think Nick Saban's idea of you know, here's that you can get an NIL deal for whatever you want, whatever you can get when you get on campus. But the whole point is not to use NIL to entice them to come to your campus. Now, the problem with that is that it can be a little bit ambiguous. I mean, how do you, because Saban himself said, hey, you know, Bryce Young has a $1 million deal or whatever, almost a million dollar deal. But now Bryce Young had been on campus for a year. But he also sent it to a room full of coaches who have high school kids who will undoubtedly tell their high school kids that. So, I mean, I guess technically you could uh, work that into some kind of violation if you wanted to. But in the end, um, I really think this was very calculated on Saban's part. I think he wanted to put a burr under Jimbo Fisher's saddle, and he did it. And um, Jimbo fell for it hook, line, and sinker because when, when, when the smoke cleared – I think Jimbo came out looking pretty bad on this. I mean, his whenever you whenever you call a press conference and you have the only microphone and you're sitting up on a table by yourself and you take very, very few questions and just ramble on yourself for, I don't know, 10 solid minutes, and then you call somebody else a narcissist, I, I, I see the hypocrisy there pretty strong. Sure. Um, but, uh, you know, I do think this was some gamesmanship by Saban to a degree, but I, I'll tell you, I, I wish he had chosen his words a little differently. And, um, you know, as far as the Dion thing, look, I, it sounds like they'll get that hammered out. But, I mean, is, are we supposed to believe, as you mentioned, that Travis Hunter went to uh, a, a much, much, much smaller school with, without any kind of inducement at all? I mean, I, I just can't – it's really difficult – to fathom that when it's never happened before. Right. Does not um, add up at all. But, 
and, and you know, and, and may, hey, maybe it is, but I'm willing to bet he's got a deal of some sort. And again, in this in this age right now, I, you have an excuse to to do it that way. Now, if you if you are worried about what the NCAA is going to do, here's the thing with Texas A&M, it's going to be pretty easy, I think, to figure out if if Jimbo Fisher is really lying about this. Um, and the other thing Fisher said that really nobody's brought up. At his, in his rant the other day, he said, you know, um, I don't even know what's going on with our collective. Well, you're either negligent because you're not keeping up with it, or you're lying because you do know what's going on with it. I mean, I, I can't see that there's any road in between, because if you don't know what's going in with it, then how can you be sure that none of your guys did get a deal beforehand? Because that's the whole point. So um, I, I just feel like uh, he came out looking pretty bad in this but and and i found it very odd uh that that steve Spurrier came out really on the side of nick saban i i, I just found that quite interesting um uh, so I, I think this is going to be fun and as you said in the end i'd be willing to bet that it's just it's leading up to texas a&m alabama being the unanimous game everybody's looking forward to and something tells me i'd be willing to bet a&m may come into that game with at least two losses already yeah, I'm. I'm just curious the angle of of the how much this does add to that game on the football. This is May, right? And this is a football game in October yeah. that we're yeah. talking about, and how much more could be built up going into this? Yeah, it's. I think that it's been great for the college football, really, because it has kept college football on the tip of everybody's tongue here uh, in the middle of baseball season, but. It, and I think the other thing is, if you look at Alabama's schedule, it, it doesn't have, like, a huge marquee moment. I mean, at LSU, doesn't seem to have the same cachet as it had has had in the past. Um, you know, they don't have Georgia on the schedule. They got Auburn at home, where they've done pretty well against Auburn the last decade or so at home, especially. Um, they, they play Tennessee on the road, but I don't know if anybody's buying into Tennessee just yet. And uh, Texas on the road, but, again, I, I mean, I think everybody's sort of – leery of texas is back so i guess texas a&m alabama is the game everybody's gonna be looking forward to when it comes to the tie no kidding no kidding luke we appreciate the call man very good to hear from you all right have a good day guys all right that's our buddy luke from alex city joining us there on the program tom no go ahead brent yeah something that i i was curious to see like jimbo fisher obviously seven five stars is gonna throw up red flags but what what does he do at his best like is jimbo fisher just figured out this whole recruiting thing. The year after FSU won the national championship, 2014, their 2014 signing class, they had zero five-stars. They had one in each of the years before. Uh, each, of the, each of, I think, back to 2011, they had one five-star in every single class. Uh, but Jimbo Fisher, after winning the national championship, did not sign a five-star at FSU. So it, mm. it, this, there, there's, the, the red flags here are justified. Right. Sure. And him, him acting like they're not is... You know, right. it's dumb. Yeah, it's um, dumb. Now, and I want to now go back. I want to touch. I'm back. gonna. Ha- I'm gonna hear Jimbo saying, "We're done we're talking good. about we're his done. his relationship yeah. with Nick Saban," yeah, in my head, okay. and that's gonna make me giggle. Um, I, I want to. We're done. I, I want to go back to the Deion Sanders part because I I think you had something you were gonna say. Yeah. Yes. Um, Deion Sanders, you know, said all the right things, and I, and I think that's very noble, and it's very yeah. very possible that he convinced him uh, convinced Travis Hunter as a black athlete to right. come and play 
for historic black college and university and and using the whole idea of listen come play for historically black college and university and set the trend set the precedent right. of yep. top players coming to the coming yep. to these institutions and these programs and building them instead of going to alabama or georgia or wherever where they're dime a dozen you can come here and 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 be something and right. start something exactly and i get that right. and that's very noble However, in the real life of things, NIL does mean a big oh, deal. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're not going to get the type of NIL deals at Jackson State as you will at other places. Right. However, Deion Sanders has a deal with Barstool Sports. Right. And that's where this whole idea of a million dollars came through is because the understanding or the speculation is that there's probably a Barstool Sports deal of some sort there on the table for yeah. Travis Hunter to be able to get a million dollars. But, you know, of course, Dion comes out and he says, you know, why would we pay him a million dollars? I don't even make a million dollars. His salary is like 300,000. He's like, I don't even make a million. Why would we be paying a player a million? Right. And why would I want to coach a player that makes more than me? That doesn't make sense. And in that, in those words, that does make sense. But again, with, with red flags and maybe we're all just completely wrong and missing the mark here, but, it does raise red flags when yeah. the number one player in the country goes to play at Jackson yeah, State. Yeah. Even though it is Deion Sanders coaching, and that's a pretty flashy guy to go and play for, still, it's the number one player in the country, right. and he goes to HBCU, and that's just like, oh, that's something's up there. Yeah. But and so chime in on your yeah, on and, your and end. And so there. like players, want, I think he definitely wants to be one of those trendsetters and one of the guys sure. that like wants to change that narrative that top players and especially being a black athlete that he can go play for an HBCU and still go some still you know be drafted high or, sure. or do whatever in the draft because ultimately he's going to go to the NFL right right um I watched a video the uh, like just yesterday actually because he Dion did a did an interview um I think with like pardon my take or something right. like that and the guy was like how did you get the number one player you know into in the nation and Dion was like we just had him come to homecoming really you know have him enjoy hbcu homecoming because that's i mean truly done differently than any other traditional pwi you know homecoming is something that's very much celebrated or surrounded by uh i mean just people of your own race just enjoying everything that's just how it is um and he was like that was 70 percent of it that's that right there getting him to come to homecoming sure and experiencing that was 70% of convincing him. He's like, we just didn't have to mess up the other 30%. The other 30% being, we want to make sure that you know that you're going to be developed. You're going to be taught how to be a man. He was like, you know, I, I talked to his mother the other day and texted her. And he was like, you know, you're going to, you're leaving, you're leaving a, a boy, but you're going to get back a man right. by the end of it. You know, we're going to make sure that we bring him, give him all the right tools at the end of the day and everything is smooth. Um, the NIL, I mean, Travis even tweeted, you know, he, he can deny it or whatever, but he, he tweeted, he was just like, man, you know, I'm, I'm making a, a million dollars, but my mom is still in a house and she's got five kids by herself. You know, she's still in a house with five right. kids in a three bedroom house, five kids, you know, stuff like that, where it's like, well, if he's making that much money, then he's going to give that money to his family. Right. You would think per se to kind of attribute to that, to at least put them in a better living situation. So things like that, I, I, I don't think he's getting that much money, you know, just because right. again, he would, 
you know, that would kind of show itself, yeah. you know? I think there's a future deal probably on the table with Barstool. Yeah, is probably maybe. how that is. That, I'm sure there's some setup there to help him out. We got to take a quick time out. It's our first break here in hour number two of Sports Call. Give us a call. We want to hear from you. 334-887-3401. Sports Call has been on the air since 1995. I'm Corey Grant, former Auburn football and NFL running back, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back into the program. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson inside the studio. With my good buddies Tom Peavy, Brant Daughtry, and Kim Barry. Good phone calls. Very good topics and discussions. Our buddy Eric McDade State Farm will be here in just a little bit as we'll be covering the bases with him. We've got best and worst of the weekend, and we've got more as uh, Eric's walking into the building right now. So uh, tons to discuss here on this Monday. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 if you would like to call in and be a part of the show. As uh, a busy weekend in sports, and here he is now, Eric McDade, kind enough to join us. What's going on, boss man? Not much, man. How y'all doing? Look at this guy. I mean, he's on time. Yeah. He's he's telling me that he's really worried he's not going to be able to make it, and then I get worried, and here you are strolling right in when you need to be. I rushed over here, man. Look at you. Safe driving, driving, and uh, here we are. How you doing? Good, man. How's uh, How's the State Farm world going these days? It's going great, man. We... I'm blessed. Yeah, I'm blessed, getting into the summertime and, and things going well. Yep, good time. Good time for us. Um, so, Look, um. you were in the know. You keep up with everything. We talked a lot over the past couple of days about this Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban drama oh, that's taking place. Uh, Travis Hunter is going to Jackson State. Deion Sanders has some words about it. I mean, where is your headspace right now, Eric? So, we want to hear it because you know, you've grown really, up in this state. Yeah, yeah. You know, Nick Saban just showed me why I used to really hate Nick Saban. I'm just <laughs> honest, man. Like, I, over the last few years, I gained a lot of respect for him. I like the way yeah, he yeah, does yeah. things. Um, you got to respect winning, right? But I just felt like it was just out of bounds, man, to just go, you know, calling people out. It was not necessary. Uh, I think I, somebody else said this is like the guy who always gets the pretty girl and then everybody else starts getting the girls and right. now you're complaining. You know, it just it, it was unnecessary, but it was really entertaining, man, to see, you know, Jimbo Fisher clap back. That was pretty cool. Um, he wasn't afraid. No, no, he was pretty hot about it, man. So it's it's gonna be really interesting when they when they touch the field as far um, the Travis Hunter thing, man. I, I really thought that was that, that that didn't need to be said. I mean, Jackson State to Alabama, like, what are we doing? You know, Nick Saban, <laughs> you 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 should you should be above that as you know you're supposed to be the guy. So that was just kind of a cheap shot in my opinion to go calling people out. And let's be honest, man. Before all this NIL, I mean, who who was probably truly spending the most money on players? Alabama. Alabama. Probably. Right. Like, I mean, I you know. Hands down. I just I'll just tell you, I you know, I've been around for a long time. I know a lot of people, a lot of athletes. Um, you know, Alabama's been doing some things for a long time. You know, before <laughs> before it was legal. So, I mean, now now it's legal and everybody else can do it. And I guess that's where yeah. Nick Saban's got a problem. Well, I mean. You had on Twitter. You had former players that did not sign with Alabama coming out on Twitter, yeah. and they were they were yeah. they were waving their hands and saying, "Hey, wait a minute now, 
Y'all offered me six figures to go to Alabama. And then, like, uh, I think it was Antonio Cromartie was on Twitter, and he goes, dude, he's like, y'all offered me six figures to come to a camp. Let's talk about it, man. I mean, these, these guys are coming. <laughs> Let's talk these, about it. These dudes suddenly come out of the woodworks, and they're like, whoa, Saban, now yeah. I remember when I was getting recruited to Bama, what y'all offered me, so let's be careful. Uh, let's be careful on the rocks that you're throwing in this glass house right, right now because you recruited me, and I still right. remember. Yeah, he opened a can of worms. I don't think he meant to because, you know, Alabama, y'all y'all hadn't – I mean, I don't think they ran, ran the most clean program. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I just think he's upset because everybody else can kind of do, you know, what he's been doing for a long time. And, listen, Alabama's still going to get players. I mean, is it kind of crazy to look at this recruiting rankings and see Texas A&M got – Seven five stars. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's kind of out of the ordinary. But you know, if they did it within the rules, which I mean, what are the rules for NIL at this yeah, point, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, they didn't That's do the anything. Thing they didn't break the law. So it, it is what it is. You know. Um, but uh, it's really, really entertaining to see for sure. It's given us something to talk about in May, which oh, we're yeah. grateful for. And uh, we mentioned the build up, the intrigue going into that Texas A&M and Alabama game. In October, like this is five months away. Oh, you know, but SEC Media Days I is, is going to be right around the corner, and, and they're not on the same day. Alabama and Texas A&M are not going to be there on the same day, so uh, we'll miss opportunities for that. But you know, quotes are always uh, crazy. Last time uh, that we were at SEC Media Days this past year in 2021, we're there as the news breaks that Texas and Oklahoma are going to be joining the SEC. So you always get one major story to come out of the event, and here we are. We're getting a, some big stories two months ahead of time. Yeah, this is awesome. I love it. This is what we're looking forward to. We're, we were literally sitting at SEC Media Days last year waiting on Greg Sankey to come to us when word broke about Texas and Oklahoma jumping in. And so we were the first to – it was like, I mean, chaos. Insane. Just awesome. absolute chaos when that went on last year. Yeah. And we'll see what, what we'll, happens this what year. What will happen yeah. this year? We'll be in Atlanta. Yes, we oh, will. Yeah. Be some fireworks. There is home. there is going to be uh, some fireworks for sure. I think it's just crazy that we've gotten to this point between those. I, I just didn't. I don't know. I didn't see the coaches kind of going back and forth at each other. That was not on my bingo card yeah, I, for something that yeah, I thought I would see. Yeah, in the I college saw football Jimbo Fisher was kind of upset about it. You know, on signing that he had his whole thing and. I thought he'd be upset with what Nick said, but he just he took it to another level, man. <laughs> yeah, he really snapped. Yeah. He is not going to be returning the phone call to Nick Saban. He said. Calls. He we, said we're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. Was uh was Jimbo Fisher? Uh, Eric McDade's here. We're covering the bases. A lot going on in the sports world. Busy weekend uh, as softball regionals were going. We've got super regionals coming up. The baseball tournament at the SEC gets set to start next week, weather permitting, of course, because. Uh, the state's going to see a whole lot of rain this week. Saw a lot of rain last night in the area. Probably going to see some more over the next few days, so we'll see how that baseball schedule is altered and that sort of thing. And then we're also seeing the basketball playoffs continue to move on. Uh, what are your thoughts there? Because I know you always have them. Yeah. Steph Curry's back, man. I don't know if he ever left. <laughs> no, I say he never left, uh, for real. Uh, it's been an interesting playoffs, man. Uh, you know, the Warriors kind of took that series over last night. So, looking forward to seeing them Yeah, that one's done. That one's done. Yeah, was done. yeah, all, yeah but, done. All, but, yeah. all but done, for sure. Yeah, looking forward to seeing them back in the finals, though, man. It's kind of, you know, after Clay getting hurt and Steph getting hurt and losing Kevin Durant, you know, everybody was wondering what was going to become of the Warriors, man. But Steph Curry, he just, 
I mean, he's incredible. He yeah, continued to do his pro. thing. I mean, I mean, the two seasons prior, he did have some injuries, mm-hmm. uh, and you missed the playoffs those seasons. And but now that they've been back and healthy this season, it's taken off. And those two seasons really allowed them to kind of almost retool and mm-hmm. rebuild in the best way possible, bringing, getting Andrew Wiggins and then drafting Jordan Poole, Kaminga as well, um, who, you know, kind of in and out gets minutes, but serious contributor. Um, Gary Payton, before he got hurt, serious contributor on defense. I mean, they got a whole bunch of dudes that can now just, I, I mean, play. And just yeah. now it's just almost seamlessly they just mesh now very well, like a great, a very well-built team now. They're, they're not deep when you compare them to – Boston and Miami, no. whoever's going to come out of the East. And that's something that they're very well aware of right now. I mean, right. they had Damian Lee they're playing a good heavy. bit. Now they've put the rookie Moses Moody out there, and he has not played well uh, the last little bit. Yeah. But their first five and, and Poole coming off the bench is really good. And so their question is, can our six be good enough yeah, to beat I mean, you? And when you've got Curry, Draymond, and Clay at the top, you're probably pretty good. Yeah, it's going to be hard. I mean, you can't really depend on – rookies at this point in the season to really contribute much um but yeah I mean I think they still have a great chance to to take it all Uh, it's just crazy to think that you know they kind of been able to do that thing of rebuilding and contend for a championship at the same time so it's kind of scary if you look at the future for them too you know you got Kaminga you got Moody and Poole and James Wiseman we haven't even talked about him he was a number two pick a couple years ago and you know, he, he's been hurt all year. So you got all these guys coming back or, you know, would they trade one of them in the offseason to just keep getting better? You know, they could be, you know, they could be scared for a few They got to improve the bench. The, the they gotta, they've yeah. got these young – or those guys have to take a step forward, right? Yeah. And you were probably saying that about Moses – or, excuse me, Jordan Poole a few seasons ago, and he's yeah. definitely stepped up. He is as confident as they come oh, yeah. on the stage, yeah. which has been good to see. But Otto Porter Jr. gets hurt last night. Mm-hmm. You're already without Iguodala. Uh, we know that – you know, Steph Curry has had some ankle issues in the past. Clay Thompson is coming off an ACL and yeah, an Achilles. Achilles. So, I mean, this is, is really tough what they're going through. But to be up 3-0 against this Dallas team that was, you know, not supposed to be in this spot. People thought we would right. see a, a Suns and Warriors Western Conference Finals. Here we are. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah, I mean, that Mavericks team, you know, pretty much all they rely on is, is Luka. And, and if it's, you know, if – if they don't have anybody else getting minutes, I mean, just looking at this, they had 40 from Luka, 20 from Brunson, 26 from Dinwiddie, and nobody else in the double digits. Yeah, so, that's yeah, that's just not going to work. I, I mean, Luka got straight put on Oh, he did. He got put on a poster. Yeah. yeah. Elbow in the throat and all. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't help that he's getting hunted on defense either. Huh. So, you know, him being almost a slight – Defensive liability, especially with how tall and big he is, he shouldn't. He he moves, you know, at a decent pace. Um, him getting hunted on defense, it doesn't help at all. Mm-hmm. Allowing as many points as they did, the Suns definitely were really hard on him, hunting him on defense. Mm-hmm. So he kind of had to step up a little bit more. Uh, the constant movement that the Warriors' offense is, and everybody always moving, I think tires him out a little bit as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, him getting dunked on, he just got caught in an extremely vulnerable position. Not where he needed to be. <laughs> yeah. Not where just, he needed to be. Especially with Andrew Wiggins, who can bounce. But, I mean, even the Luka defense stuff is irrelevant because he's bringing so much on the offensive end of the floor that you can't even almost fault him for 
a lack of effort maybe on the defensive side because no one else is stepping up. I mean, he's getting open looks for Reggie Bullock, who went 0 for 7 from 3 last night, yeah, 0, 0 for 10, 10 from, from the, the floor. Right. Maxi Klebo went 0 for 5 from 3-point range. Dallas Bur- or Davis Bertons did not give you a whole lot. I mean, the guy needs help. Somebody's yeah. got to help him. Oh, yeah, somebody got to step up for him. I mean, I think it's a good learning experience for them. Uh, I mean, Luca's 23 years old. He's only going to get better at this point, and it's, it's good for them to get this experience now, go into the offseason and kind of figure out, you know, what they need to do to, to get on Golden State's level. So right, uh, it'll be interesting to see how, how they retool their team in the offseason and whatever happens in the finals with, with the Warriors. I mean, I, obviously they're going to see the best team they've seen this playoffs, with whether it's the Celtics or the Heat. So, that should so be who good. is that team? Game four tonight, Boston Celtics, Miami Heat. Tyler Hero is out. For the Miami Heat, Jimmy Butler is a game-time decision. So Miami, despite being up two games to one, very hurt right now. Yeah, I thought this was a seven-game series coming into it. So um, Still looks like it could up, be. You know, um, I think I still kind of lean towards the Celtics. Yeah. Um, I think they'll win tonight, even it up. Um, but, I mean, I think this one could go either way. I think the Celtics would, would be the worst matchup for – the Warriors, if I mean, asking my opinion, yep. I mean, you got a guy like, I mean, Tatum, and and, and Brown and their defense. I mean, the Heat are good on defense too, but the yep. Celtics when they when they really lock Clicking. in, and they they are scary on both ends of yes. the court. So, uh, I like the Celtics to win the series, but obviously they they it's a must win for them tonight. I saw somewhere that the Heat, in three games, have only won two quarters. So yeah. You've got four por- quarters Probably per game, so 12, <laughs> 12 quarters, yeah. and the Heat have won two of the 12, and yet they have a two-game-to-one lead in the series. Yeah, I mean, in the third quarter there, I, I think I was talking about this with Ryan the other day, in the third quarter, the Heat, on, the, on average, through the entire playoffs, are plus 25 in the third quarter. And so that's where they do most of their damage. You know, they kind of, I think they kind of assess the situation at, at halftime. Yeah, that's coaching. That's on Spolstra. I mean, just absolutely great coaching from Eric Spolstra. He goes and he does the halftime adjustments. He looks at everything. And then the Heat come out and they kind of, they kind of kill you. <laughs> you just don't think that's sustainable, though. You know, like I, I don't, I don't see where, okay, losing three out of the four quarters every game yeah, probably is, is sustainable. Probably it's not. just not. Yeah. Because like you're saying, we saw when Horford and Marcus Smart come back for Boston. Game two wasn't even close. No. Yeah, they got to have more. They got to play better out of the gates. Yeah, I mean, Tatum turning the ball over and Brown turning the ball over last game really is what beat the Celtics. Uh, Tatum, he just had an uncharacteristic game. I think yeah, he 10 was points. 10 points. I mean, that's that's probably not going to happen again. No. Uh, I don't expect that to happen tonight, you know. That's 40, what the great players will do. tonight. Yeah, the great players will, you know, they come back and, and, and give you their best. So, I think they'll be on a mission. They know they have to win. And the hero being out really, really hurts Miami's yeah. offense. You know, they already struggle to score a lot of times. So And your bench you scoring know, is going mean, to lose six a Sixth man lot. of the year. So. Yeah. Uh, I like the Celtics. I still like the Celtics to win this series. and That's that's what I want to see in the finals, at least Celtics-Warriors. So That would be crazy. Yeah, that would be fun. That would be crazy. I, I thought for a second that we might see uh, Mavs and Heat and see a rematch of 06 yeah. and 11 finals. <laughs> but now – it looks like neither of those teams could be. I, I'm so, why am I saying that? The Heat are up two games yeah, to one. They he, figured it, that series is just so hard to figure out. Uh, what we do know for sure, the Golden State Warriors are going to be in the NBA Finals. Yeah. We are never going to see a team come back from a three games to nothing is a deficit. I don't think that's ever going to no. happen. 
No, I just don't think the Mavericks have it. Won't be you don't this, see it, that. It won't be this team, at least. No, but you don't see that in sports, no. right? Like when you think of 3-0, the only one you think of is the 2004 ALCS yeah, yeah. when the Boston Red Sox made the miracle comeback against the Yankees and went on to win the World Series. Yeah, There's no other proof of that happening. Yeah, it's never no. happened in basketball. No. I mean, it's going. It, it would take. It would take something strange I mean, happening. Somebody getting hurt or something. Like, if Steph got hurt, maybe. would have to put everybody in the backpack. Right. Like, <laughs> everybody in the backpack. Yeah. What is it like to be a Dallas Maverick player today? Knowing that you're down 3-0. And that, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. mentally, how do you even. Oh, man. They, they, them, them boys booking flights to yeah, Cancun, just... man. It's time you got to do something, though. Flights, Try not man. to get swept, right? Like, you got to do something. Like, is that what it is at yeah, this point? Yeah, You're just playing yeah, for pride? To, that's, at this point in my head, I'd be yeah, like, all right, well, still, still one, get this last one, get game four at home. Be down 3-1. And then you're thinking, okay, to, maybe we can do it if we go to game. But, I mean, I mean also, is it not just inevitable? No, like, man. this just sucks. I mean, human nature tells you that half of those guys are just checked out at this point, yeah. man. They're thinking about, right. they're vacation, thinking about vacation, you know. But you Luke. made it to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. Should there be a 3-0 skunk in the playoffs? Just be like, all right, we're done <laughs> here. We don't, we don't need to play don't even anymore. waste it. Because, <laughs> I mean, look, the, the Mavs had their shots in the yeah. first couple of games of the series and didn't take advantage. I think they were up 20 in game two. Yeah. I mean, blowing that. That was their, that was that their was shot. Yep. Had some looks yesterday. And like I said, they were. I mean, it's a back-and-forth game. They're only down by two at halftime. And in the fourth quarter, the lead got cut down to six. Yeah. But you're not making shots. So that's what you get. Yeah, that's what the playoffs is about, man. It's going to be usually some really tight games. Man, bold take from us that the playoffs comes down to shot making. Yeah, oh, man. So really bold take from us. A, they say it's a make or miss league. So, <laughs> you know, it's been it's a make or miss league. What else have you been paying attention to in the sports world? Oh, man, that's really it. Just, I, I, I watch a lot of basketball. Oh, so, yeah. Um, you know, it's not really much. The Lakers going on. need a head coach. That's they a big story in coach. sports. Yeah, for sure. Uh, who knows what the Lakers yeah. are going to do? This it's a it's a garbage fire right yeah, now. Yeah, right. They got to fake. I mean, you need a coach though. Yeah, it'd be. I mean, I think they'll probably hire uh, Darvin Ham from the Bucks. Yeah, it's probably the best option that they have out there. I don't think they should go for Terry Stotts. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Can't, I don't think they should go for one of these retread. No, guys new face. Who, I agree. New face. Get somebody that you know. I, I think has never been a head coach me, I think, before. Yeah, LeBron. I think. I think he wants to play for a former player too, you know. Um, so, I think Darvin has some respect around the league in that way. I mean, he's won as an as an assistant coach. Um, so, I, I, mean, I think he'd be a good hire for them if they want to, you know, get back to. What about the Doc Rivers headlines? No, I'm out on Doc <laughs> Rivers, man. Don't don't bring Doc Rivers anywhere near LeBron's hands, Rivers. man. I don't. I'm not a. Should he Doc keep Rivers. his job not in a Philly? Doc believer in Philly. Yeah. They said that he was going to, at least for this season. Yeah, I mean, I guess. But uh, now there's I mean, more speculation that as soon as the Lakers make a hire, that Doc is going to be relieved of his duties. Interesting. That Daryl Morey is so petty, he doesn't want Doc to go to the to Lakers. To the Lakers. I, just, I mean, the Philly thing is really hinges on Harden, what they do with Harden. And if Harden is 80% or 90% of what he used to be, that that's that's what it's gonna come down to for Philly if they can kind of figure that situation yeah. out. I don't know if they should give him max money in the offseason. No. no, that's gonna be too old. Yeah, he's can't move the same. He had that one thirty point game and like that was it. Yeah, his first step in there anymore. So he's he's not gonna be an MVP caliber player. But I mean, maybe he can still be 
you know, a decent second option. But I mean, they got a they got a tough decision to make in all season. You gave up, you know, a lot to get him. So you, I mean, you <laughs> you better you figure it out. Double gotta down on it, it you know. Got to figure it out. Him, so. I mean, if they fire Doc, I mean, I guess. They would then. My thought would be then that they, they don't need to fire t- Doc. No, I don't think they should. I th- if they were to fire Doc, which I don't think they will, then I think they would hire Mike D'Antoni, right? And then oh. okay, right? <laughs> and so then you're having a system that's probably going to be based off based around Harden again, mm-hmm. and then I would feel like that would probably upset Joel because he is, in my opinion, the best player on that roster. Right? right? Should have. I probably should have won MVP this last season. Um, and the only issue with him was his health. And, I mean, the one time he has been healthy, MVP, right? But one of the best players in the league. Can you win best. with a big in 2022? Um, I think you can win with a big Because you haven't like been able Joel. to prove it happened. Yeah. You haven't been able to prove that happened. Yeah, it's been a while. That's since. what's crazy I mean, because you, you can't. A, I mean, you had no, but listen, two, yeah. you can't deny the talent. You can't deny the talent. He's putting up numbers. He's great in stats. He's he's contending for MVPs. But is he winning championships? Yeah, I mean, and he's been, not. He's not. If no. he's Shaq, not, Shaq was the last big yeah. dominant big to win, to win a championship. Yeah, that's interesting. And that you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, okay, we're gonna build our franchise around a beat. Great. What's that get you? Right. I, I mean, okay, it's a cool. We had a, a big Eastern combo. Conference Finals. It's a league where you definitely need a one-two combo, right? I mean, you, you probably need. I guess you could do two dynamic guards, but I mean, I would have I would want to have a, a really good big and a really good guard to go along with it, and I mean that could work, right? I think it's, and, such, and it's such a I mean, perimeter-based league, man. If I were looking at my two best players, I Joel can stretch the floor. Though. I like a wing and a, a wing and a point guard or yeah. two wings. You know, yeah. I just think that's the way the league is going. You know, because yeah. you get late in the games. You That's know, where I'm you, at. I mean, you're you, right. You don't want Joel out there shooting threes late in the game. You want him in the post, but that just kind of can clog things up when other you're teams right. – like you're playing against the Warriors, you don't want to be trading threes for twos. Yeah, I, I mean, so I agree because I want the Hawks to go part. get Donovan Mitchell. So. And it's not it's not rocket science. The it, The bigger you are, the more prone you are to injuries. Yeah. Anthony like Davis. that just I'm happens. At you, Anthony Davis. You know, right. thank you. Joel Embiid has had injury concerns in his past. Anthony Davis, Carl Anthony, T- like the bigger you are, the more prone to injuries you have been. But they won a championship. Who's the that? Lakers. The Lakers did they with LeBron a- James. Okay, yeah, and so I guess that's like he's the always the outlier. The yeah. He is yeah. always the yeah. outlier. That's fair. Because he is LeBron. He's LeBron. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. The goat. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where in, he's had playoff games, but we do like him. He is, you know, he had the right. So Steph gets 47. 30-point games. Did you see that last night? That was his 47th, 30th His 47th, point 30th point right. playoff game in his yeah. career. Mm-hmm. Trailing LeBron and MJ, right? So, and he just p- broke a tie with Dirk, who was okay. there, which was really cool. Oh, wow. And now he's two ahead of Harden. Harden has 45 30-point playoff games. How many active players are ahead of Steph now? In 30-point playoff games. I would say... LeBron for sure. That's easy. Durant. Durant is okay. How many do you think Durant has? If Steph has forty-seven, it's got to be right there around it. Maybe fifty. I think Durant's, yeah, probably probably like fifty-five, maybe sixty. Katie has seventy-one. Seventy-one. Thirty-point playoff games. And LeBron's got like over a hundred. LeBron. (laughs) 
is most all time with 118 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 30 point playoff games. Sounds about right. MJ has 109, and Kobe has like 98. Yeah. LeBron, MJ, Kobe, 1, 2, 3. Steph got his 47th, and the Warriors have played in a ton of playoff ton. games. LeBron still has played in way more playoff yeah. games, but still, 118. 30-point playoff games. Well, you know he's going to be back next year. So KD's at 71, and then That's Steph's insane. at 47, and Harden's at 45. Yeah, LeBron's playoff LeBron's stats record, are just silly. Man. If you look at his stats too Dumb. long, you start to get hurt. I mean, you're, you're it's like a brain freeze almost. Yeah, if you look at the records, man, at some point, I mean, it's nine times out of ten when they show these, it's the first guy to do this since. <laughs> it's either going to be LeBron, Michael Jordan, or Will Chamberlain. Like, it's yeah. just like, <laughs> yeah. One of those. Games. 118 30-point playoff games. That's crazy. You like that guy, Eric? And counting. He's pretty good. He's, <laughs> he's pretty decent. And counting, yeah. And counting. Got to get back to the playoffs next year to, oh, yeah. to keep that going. All right, man, this is awesome. It's always fun to catch up with you, know what's going on in your world. Yes, sir. What's going on at, at State Farm right now? Oh, uh, man, we're coming up on State Farm's 100th anniversary, so that's a pretty no big way. deal. No way. Yeah. Wow, so, that's awesome. company started in 1922 uh, in June, June 6th. So we're about to celebrate the about to have a big birthday. Here yeah, we 100th birthday. Brant, his birthday's tomorrow, right? Okay. He, it's his golden birthday, turning twenty four on the twenty fourth. Oh man! That's but nice. I'll let him know that that's not as big of a deal as State it's Farm turning a hundred. Big of a deal. That's crazy. That's State awesome. Turning hundred. So, so yeah, what do you guys have for that? Uh, we're planning a lot of celebrations. Um, plan to do something with my office. Uh, we'll probably announce that yeah. in the next week or so. Okay. Just to do some fun stuff uh, in in the community and. Uh, yeah, we'll have a big celebration with all our agents. And so, yeah, just be on the lookout for, you know, we'll run commercials. Y'all see State Farm commercials everywhere, playoffs, right? So uh, we'll have some interesting things coming across. And we hear your commercial all the time on the stations. I know. Yeah, everybody tells me they've been hearing my commercial, so I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. It sounds good. <laughs> DriveWithEric.com. That's what we do, man. That's what we, we do good. here. Where, where's the office? 907 Second Avenue, Suite A, Opelika, In Alabama. Opelika. That's Pull right. up and say what's up to Eric. He's going to take That's good right. care of you. We've been covering the bases. Cam, that was your first time hanging out with Eric. Was that okay? Yes, sir. It was great. That was awesome. That was awesome. We got some playoffs to watch, and I'm sure we'll be talking about the NBA Finals next time uh, that we get you here in studio. Yes, sir. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Eric, thank you for being here, man. Thanks, man. That's going to bring the second hour of our show to a close. Thank you so much for listening to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Alongside Brant Daughtry, Cam Berry, Tom Peavy, and Eric McDade. My name is JJ Jackson. Two hours in the books, and we're rolling. Two hours of sports call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM, WTGZ, Tuskegee, Auburn, and AM620 WTRP, LaGrange. 
Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Third and final hour of Sports Call getting started right now on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson inside the studio with Tom Peavy, Brant Daughtry, Cam Barry. Our thanks again to our buddy Eric McDade, State Farm, covering the bases with Eric. Always good to catch up with him. If you missed any of that, you can find our conversations on our website, thetiger.fm. And as we do every single Tuesday, we've got a brand new Sports Call Player of the Week presented by Eric McDade State Farm that you are going to hear all about on tomorrow's show. Um, before we get into anything else, because still to come in this hour, we've got our best and worst of the weekend, and we'll have a nightly TV guide. Let's do this. We've already finished the first two hours of Sports Call today. <sighs> Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. It jumped up a notch. It did, didn't it? It's now time for the Daily Show Recap. Um, can you repeat the part of the stuff where you said all about the things? Cam Barry, the Sports Call Daily Show Recap. What has happened on our show today? Oof, well, we spent Where to some start? time. Yeah, right? We spent some time with Eric McDade. We had a few callers that talked about uh, NIL um, again and, and everything that happened with Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. Uh, covered a little bit of NBA playoffs. Um, Warriors and, uh, wow, lost Warriors and Mavericks, Heat and Celtics. A uh, couple of, well, one good series, I'll yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> because the, the other one we pretty much decided was uh, dead in the water. No kidding. Um, Talked a little bit of Auburn baseball and um, some Auburn softball as well. Birthdays in sports. And I mean, we've done a lot. Sports. You can listen yeah. to all of it on the Sports Call podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. And again, please leave us a five-star rating and review. Tom, I think you had something to say it looked like. No? No. All right. Great. Awesome. I'm good at reading facial expressions. <laughs> um, 887-3401 or toll free at one 888 9 if you would like to call in and be a part of the program. And we're going to do something we never do, uh, but because sometimes we get low on time on Mondays, we're just going to dive right in. It's time for our best and worst of the weekend. Now time for the best. Woohoo! And worst. No! 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 Of the weekend. Best and worst of the weekend. Here we go. Brant Daughtry, do you want to go first? No. Okay, Tom Peavy, <laughs> do you want to go first? I, when, you, when you told me I was on the show today, I was like, all right, got to think of a best and worst of the weekend, and that was the last time I thought about it. So You thought, okay, I need to do yeah, this. Yeah, okay, like, but you eh, didn't put, think put that of... on the list, <laughs> and uh, it's still on the list. Still do you sitting have there. either one ready to go? Yeah, I can do, yeah. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Uh, best, Braves taking two out of three against the Marlins. Needed to get a series yeah, win. Definitely yeah, they were due. Series, series win against division rivals, um, so that'll be best of the weekend. Um Worst would be probably Auburn softball, uh, their season ending. You know, definitely a tough ending to the season, but I'm sure that uh, our ladies will bounce back next season and uh, be back better than ever. Really young team, a lot of promise for the future and that sort of thing. I mean, your best hitter being, you know, best RES home run hitter and Bree Ellis only being a freshman. Correct. You know, I mean, correct. We'll have her. Your second leading home run hitter is only a freshman as well. So, this team's really talented. Tom, you got a best or worst? Uh, so, 
worst. I mentioned it at the beginning of the show. PGA Championship. Mito Pereira is on the 18th hole. Yes, he is. With a one-stroke lead. All he needs to do is par. <laughs> All he needs to do is par, and he wins the PGA Championship. Which is a major championship in which golf. Which is a major. However, uh, his tee shot. He did not par. No. His tee shot went way right into the water. Oh. So pen- That's my guy. Pen- That's my guy. I didn't know he put it in the water. Put it in the water off the tee box. Uh, making par was still possible, but uh, his next shot uh, was off the green. And then, uh, uh, yeah, that so that would have been his third shot after he dropped. So then his third shot was left of the green. Uh, could have still made a par if he had chipped it in, but he misread the slope, missed the green entirely. And so he's still not on the green. He finally gets it on the green and two putts for a double bogey. All he needed was a par, and he double bogeyed it. So not only did he lose that championship, he was only one stroke back behind Justin Thomas and uh, Will Zalatoris. Zalatoris. That double bogey knocked him below them. So he not only choked away the championship, but then he also... Didn't get into the yeah, playoff because he dropped to. two strokes. If he had Jeez. just dropped one, he would have been in the playoff. Right. But he dropped two strokes, the double bogey. It knocks him even out of the playoff for a chance to win it. One of the biggest uh, stumbles, chokes. Choke job. Whatever you want to call the, it on the final hole of a major championship in golf history. And that happened Sunday. And Justin Thomas ended up winning in the playoff. But... All he needed to do was par, and uh, he didn't. And so that's definitely a lot of people were uh, amused by kind of his his humor that Pereira had after the fact, which was kind of nice. I mean, clearly in a moment, no one wants to be in a moment like that. But he did it. It's weird to say this. He took it really well. He did. He took. He did a post round interview, and yeah, he he took it very well. Uh, But he he will go down in history. I mean that that was a historical a historic collapse on the 18th hole of a major championship. So yeah, Mito Pereira double bogeys 18th with a one-stroke lead. That is my worst of the Man. weekend. Um, does anyone else have a worst of the weekend? Are you ready? Brent? Anyone else, meaning me? Um, yeah, the game between Louis, Louisiana and UNC Williamson that forced me to sit up here for like. 12 hours. <sighs> that game went 11 innings <laughs> when it was supposed to go seven. I'm sorry. And sir. Uh, I just had to sit up here doing nothing <laughs> until, until we Auburn. We wanted and, to play that game. Yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. But, well, we wanted to be gone, done and gone by then. But, yeah, right. uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, expanding on that worst of the weekend, uh, y- you have to feel for Matty Penta as much as anything. Uh, pitched an absolute gem, seven complete. Uh, or six complete didn't get it. They didn't come up to bat in the bottom of the seventh. But uh, six complete gave up two. Gave up a couple of hits, one run, uh, and still had to take the loss for it. So you absolutely hate that for her. But you know we've said it before. Maddie, she's young. Everybody on that team that is a major contributor is very young. They're all going to be back next year, and this recruiting class is supposed to be pretty good too. So uh, you know a, a lot to look forward to with Auburn softball. But Ooh, you know you, you hate. You hate that you couldn't win that first game when you got such a dominant performance from uh, Penta, 
and then uh, you know the next game taking seventeen days yeah. uh, was unfortunate. <laughs> what did you? Uh, what What was your best of the weekend? Did you have one? Uh, my best of the weekend. If not, Tom can think of uh, one. Well, I, got, I church was pretty cool. I, I don't know. I've got one. <laughs> I, it was it was church. I enjoyed it. I, I'm trying I'm trying to research this real quick so I am so I won't be extremely vague. But uh, did you guys see the soccer goal that was ESPN's top play by Mario not, Balotelli? I yes. Okay, this. that's who that was. Yes. Okay. Phenomenal. Oh my lord, have mercy. Let me let me I do the Google wait, or actually Twitter. I, what's wait. spell his name? Mario. What now? Balotelli. We and, 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 and if, hey, if we can if we, if we can get our graphics guy to put that video up there, it is one of the most insane oh, yeah, yeah. soccer goals I have ever seen in my life. I did see this. It was ESPN's top play, and it was one of those things I was watching it uh, on there, and I'm normally one of those like, oh, come on, ESPN, don't put a soccer play on there for your top play. Oh, no, this worth it was yeah. one of the most phenomenal things I've ever seen. So he, he comes in on goal. He's one-on-one with a defender kind of in front of the goal, and he starts sidestepping the ball. And, and I don't know how many times, but he sidesteps, sidesteps. Seven, I think? Maybe. And then he goes left. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And then he kicks the ball to his left. And then he goes to the left, but then he kicks backwards. He take he takes it looks like his left foot maybe. He take he takes his right, throws it behind his left, and okay. pokes the ball that which is on and, his left side. But he so between yeah, his so, own legs. Yeah, yeah. To the other side of the goal to score oh, this oh. goal. Oh, yeah. Goodness. Yeah, it's pretty spectacular. Oh, it is, it is filthy. It is un, it is one of the most yeah. insane soccer goals I have that ever seen in my life. That's that's real skill. And right. the thing is, is the the kick to actually score the goal happened so fast that I had to go back and watch it. I'm like, oh my gosh, that got even better because yeah. the way he yeah. wrapped yeah. his yeah. leg around and Behind. basically reverse kicked it <sighs> to the other side of the goal. The dancing around. The dancing around the ball to fake out that defender and then go left, but then to wrap his leg around himself and kick, blah, that that was my the best. Love. When I saw that, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" It's like that is insane. I'm searching desperately for this clip in full speed because all all the clips I can find of it are are all slow motion. But, but like they need to be slow motion because you couldn't be you wouldn't be able to tell what happens if they're not. Yeah. Phenomenal. It, it just that's crazy. I, I mean that is. Absolutely insane. Phenomenal stuff. What was his name again? Mario? Mario Balotelli. Who does he play for? He what? He did play in the Premier League for uh, Manchester United, and now I think he plays for PSG. I want to This say. isn't PSG. I know at one I point he did. Mario. Mario Balotelli lulls his defender to sleep with mesmerizing, beautiful goal for Adana Demispor. Yes. Yeah. That that looks like a Bundesliga name. I'm not, I'm not sure. I've never heard of this team. It's in Italy. It's in the Super League. It is Super League. Okay. Mm. Turkish Super League club Adana so, Demirspor took so on Man City, Milan, Liverpool. Some of the teams he's played Soccer's for. Soccer's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a that's very soccer soccer language. What did you say? He baffles the defender with a beautiful display. That's that's very soccer person language. Just like holy crap, he put a move on that yeah. dude. Yeah, that was awesome. So, yeah, so the ball was to his left. He reached back behind him with his right leg to kick it to send it to the other side yeah. of the goal from where the keeper was set to up. go to the far post. Just that was my best of the weekend. It's absolutely insane. Let's take a break. We're back with more sports call right after this. Tiger ninety five point nine. 
May we have your attention, please? Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Hi, my name is... What? My name is... My name is... Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Now back to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Welcome back into the program. It's Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson inside the studio with Tom Peavy, Brant Daughtry, and Cam Berry as our show is starting to wind down. Actually going to get off a little early as uh, we'll pay some bills here and uh, have done a lot on today's show. Enjoy chatting with Eric McDade, State Farm, covering the bases. You'll be able to see that if you missed it uh, on our podcast. Also, we'll post a link and you can look at it tomorrow on the website as well, the tiger.fm. Monthly predictions continue to move along here in the month of May. We had a couple answered over the weekend, including the PGA Championship, which Justin Thomas, a big name in the sport, but no one had him. I no one made the prediction. Yeah. I figured somebody would have picked Justin Thomas. Yeah, I Thomas. really did too. I was like, uh, someone's going to get this. And uh, yeah, we all missed him. Uh, how many home runs would Bree Ellis finish the season with? And she finished with 20. 20. And only uh, myself and Brooks Childress said that she would get to that number. For a while, before hitting two in the game against Louisiana, it looked like she wasn't going to hit any in the month of May. Right. After tying the record against Tennessee uh, for 18, she hit two to finish the year at 20. So, uh, very competitive monthly predictions this time of year. Yeah. We've still got the Indy 500 to go. We've got the Coca-Cola 600 this weekend. Still need some Braves players to keep hitting home runs that we're mm. always tracking. What and, was uh, yeah, Sonny, De, Sonny, DeSha- Sonny DeSha- Has really struggled. His batting average in May yeah. has been pretty terrible. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, that was one of our questions. Yours was low. Well. You said yours was low, Mine, right? Yeah. yeah, y'all are all kind of cracking on me about how low it was. And yeah. I was like, I, I think he's going to either, like, drop or kind of stay kind of in there. I didn't good think, call. Yeah. Yeah. So That's still a couple of games left, the, especially like last month when you said the Auburn players are only going to be one drafted. Oh, yeah, only one drafted. Yeah. yeah, we do well. You know, Javon Sometime, Cutler has the reigning title. Sometimes we know a little of what we're Ryan Lavoie about. and Bill Bailey before that. Javon's defending his title well this season. I mean, he's up at the top. Yeah, and uh, I'm pretty terrible this year. What are we going to do if he wins again? He stays. Yeah, I guess he just I mean, stays forever. He stays. I mean, like all he has to do at this point is just like, hey, these are my predictions. Yeah. And then they happen. Yeah, they some, someone existence. else Someone else take care of this. Quick, uh, I just see this 10 minutes ago. Alabama has hired Auburn associate head coach Ashley Priest Johnston as its new gymnastics coach. Yeah. yeah. After yep. last week's resignation of Dana Duckworth. Has that already been talked about on the show? No. Has not been talked about on the show. I, I saw yeah. that uh, about the same time you did, Tom. And, yeah, that's, that's interesting to me. Alabama poaching an assistant coach from Auburn to be their new head coach. That's, that's interesting. Long it's a sport that's growing in popularity, for sure. A lot of eyes they don't on it. Coach any of our gymnasts. Yeah. Well, I and you know Jeff Graba is still the the head of that thing, uh, and I, I've got full faith in in Graba. It's interesting to me because it it really feels like a looking at this objectively, Alabama gymnastics is one of the most successful college gymnastics programs in in the history of of the sport. So you have to wonder they probably could have really gone and gotten anybody they wanted to go get. Yeah. So the the fact that they're reaching into Auburn's pockets is interesting. 
334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 if you would like to be a part of the program and any future shows. Before we get out of here today, let's do a nightly TV guide. Our show is about to end, but we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's Nightly TV Guide. All right, it's our Nightly TV Guide brought to you by our friends at Coca-Cola. Thank you so much for listening. What's coming up on television tonight? We've got a couple of movies for you that Brooks Childress wanted to highlight. Castaway. At 7 o'clock on Freeform, a movie I still have yet to see. Tom Hanks. Wow. But uh, have you seen it? <coughs> yes. It's a very good movie. Wilson. I need to catch up Wilson. on it. Wilson! Uh, the Greatest Showman. Heard a lot of great things about that film. Hugh Jackman. At 6.15 on FXM. Wolverine. I have not seen, seen parts of that movie. It's pretty I think It's, it's pretty good. good. It's yeah. pretty good. I enjoyed it. I have not seen that. The uh, Major League Baseball. You got the Philadelphia Phillies and the Atlanta Braves tonight. On Valley Sports Southeast, four-game series for Atlanta against win. the Phillies. Braves. They've got seven straight at Take home against Braves NL East opponents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back at home, friendly confines. Need it. Need and all then of them. Uh, they've got NBA playoff game tonight, Miami Heat, Boston Celtics game four, 7.30 on ABC. What's your we pick think? in that one? It's, I, I have no idea. I was about to ask like the people who actually watch the NBA in here. For, like, well, tonight? for, for tonight, game yeah, four. I'm, I'm, Heat and Celtics, game four. Celtics. I, yeah, see, I'm... Who's who's leading that series right now? The Heat, Heat right are now. two to one. Two to one. But like we're saying, they've only won two of twelve quarters. Yeah. The other ten it's quarters, also, the Celtics have won. It's also have won. in Boston. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, so I I gotta go with the, the fact. I gotta go with the Celtics. I want the Celtics to win. Like I said, I don't have a dog in a fight, but I'm pretty sure my monthly predictions I have Boston versus Golden State. So you're in line See, for that too. Mine yeah. is Heat versus Golden State. So I really want the Heat. To I said I'm, Milwaukee. So what do I know? The reigning chips. That was a fair pick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pick. Look, man, hey, totally I'm totally on board with Giannis as the best and player I, in the NBA right now. And so I think I'm if they have Chris Middleton, they they might beat the Celtics. So you is here's here's my thing, right? I'm rooting for the Heat because the Celtics had two guys. Yeah. Just fall down to the floor, just collapse, right. act like their arms were broken. It yeah. just like, ah, so much pain. I need doctor, give me the morphine. <laughs> they went to the locker room and jogged back out in five minutes. That's this and just a good, good lord, man. Please don't. Like, I'm not saying you're not hurt. Like, you can be hurt. That's fine. But don't lay on the floor and panic for five minutes. So, Come on. So the NBA has turned into soccer. I, I don't even. They weren't even trying to draw fouls. Like, yeah. I, I, it's like I can watch. I like. I like soccer. I'm. I'm no, a soccer guy. But I'm just talking about the guy. Yeah. The guys the in soccer. Injuries. They, they yeah, like. Yeah. yeah. They sit there and writhe around. Yeah. Like they're in just the worst pain Which of their life. Which is exactly and, what Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart did. Yeah. So I'm guessing you you got a point, Tom. I was trying to, get, but yeah, Tom. Boston Celtics and Golden State Warriors. Yeah. I said Boston Celtics and Golden State Warriors. I'm just now realizing. Cam, you were the only person that said the Heat. A couple of people said the Bucks. I'm go, they're gonna win <laughs> if they can just get healthy. A couple I'm, of people said I the Suns. Know the Heat are gonna win. They, I watched that entire series with them against the Hawks. I am a firm believer that they are the best team in the East. Good team, and that's our nightly TV guide brought to you by our friends at Coke. You got anything uh, that you're doing this evening, Tom? That you're watching? That you're checking out? Uh, the only thing I'll be watching are uh, patrons at Fat Daddy's. Ordering drinks for me. So come see you, man. Come, come see by me. and say hello to come, you. Come see me. At well, Fat you have Daddy's. the uh, we have game four up on the on yeah, the projector. Well, cool. And not on the projector, but we'll have it on the TVs. We've got okay, multiple okay. TVs. That's yeah, right. We'll have a game going. I like it. Tom, thank you for being here. Absolutely. Brant, Cam, thank you guys for being here. Yes, sir. Thank that you for having it me. For another edition of Sports Call, alongside Tom Peavy, Brant Daughtry, and Cam Berry, we want to say thank you to Eric McDade for stopping by. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good, good day. day.